What's good, y'all? Your boy Brandon back again. Another episode of the Honor Run Podcast. This time we got a guest in the building all the way from Arizona. My boy Luis Holandez, host of the Rigor of Vigor Podcast. Hell yeah, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely, bro. Uh, pleasure having you on. Thanks for giving me your time on this Saturday. Absolutely. I know you're only in town for, for a little while, and yeah. I appreciate you coming to sit down with me. Absolutely, man. It's an honor for me to get on and, uh, you know, give some game to your platform and, you know, help each other, bro. That's what it's about. It's growth, and uh, we got to support each other. Absolutely. So for everybody that doesn't know, uh, Luis Olanis currently runs a podcast called the Rigor Vigor Podcast. So please, please go check that out. Um, he's putting out a lot of good work, a lot of good content, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to film a, an episode for your channel soon. Bro. Absolutely, bro. I would love to have you on, man. It would be awesome, man. You, you're, a, you're a great person to dialogue with. And uh, I just want people to know that, you know, you're the man, bro. So I would love to have you on my podcast as well. I appreciate that, bro. I'm a big fan of everything you're doing, too. So uh, for sure, keep up the great work and, and let's get into it. Absolutely. So uh, I wanted to have you on specifically because on my podcast, I want to highlight um, stories of people that have overcome adversity, um, anything that can inspire, motivate someone else that might be going through something similar right. or who maybe hasn't yet, but inevitably will because right. that's the way life goes for all of us um and i listened to the first episode you would say uh mm -hmm. that you put out and mm -hmm. it's an episode you have on spotify for anyone that doesn't know uh and you talk about something really traumatic that happened in your life yeah. which was losing your father at a right. young age so um can you talk to me a little bit about <clears throat> that like sort of retell yeah. the story maybe a little yeah, bit yeah absolutely man so it was 2015 and my dad passed away on april uh, April 19th, April 19, 2015. Yeah. And it was a scary time, bro. It was a scary time because prior to him passing away, him and my mom had had issues. Right. They were going through a lot of issues. My dad had a very addictive personality. So anything my dad got his hands on, he went full force. Right. And he didn't back down. And he he kept wanting more and more and more. With that came the addiction of gambling. It got to the point where my mom kept telling him, like, yo, you have to stop, you have to stop. Right. But because his mentality was already poisoned with all his addiction as far as, like, you know, um, different drugs and, uh, most importantly, the, the addiction gambling. of gambling. Mm -hmm. At the Orleans, he would get, you know, he didn't have, he's, you know, raza, Latino. He didn't have, you know, um, direct deposit, none yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. So what they do at the Orleans is they'll cash your check out for free. Yep. So he would go, drop all his money there. Come back home, and when it's time to pay the rent, you no longer can pay the rent. Mm. So I would come home, and there's a lock on the door. I call my mom's, and she's like, hey, like, you know, me, my sister, and your dad are figuring this out. So it became tension and became very bad, bad energy. And, you know, a mistake from my dad as a man, you know, as a man with right. kids, you shouldn't do that. You need to be... Um, you need to do your job, bro. You need to do your job, and he didn't do it. You know, he lacked on that because of his addiction. He started, you know, mentally, he started being, you know, all over the place. Right. There was one day, bro, uh, where my mom's tire had popped in an in a intersection, and there was a Dotties. My dad was known to go to the Dotties and, and go play there and gamble there because they're across the street from you live. They're everywhere here in right, Vegas. Right, right, right. So... My mom's tire pops. She sees my dad's truck. My dad had a lifted truck. So she sees the truck and she's like, oh, I know where to go. He's going to help me. Mm. You know, my husband, um, the father of my kids, right, right. you would say. She goes, she opens the, the, the doors. And first thing she noticed, there's no filtration. So you secondhand smoke everything. Yeah. 
Opens the doors, smoke, too. She goes in, she sees my dad, taps him on the back. She says, Kanti, my, my tire pop, can you help me? My dad turns around, looks at her, comes back, and starts playing again. Fuck. That's how bad it was, bro. Yeah. So it became a point where I started noticing that, and I'm like, you know what, man? Like, that's not what you're supposed to do as a man. And my dad was a machista type of guy as well. Great dad. I'm not going to take anything away from him. You know, he showed me a lot. He showed us a lot, but. But this is all from what age to what age? So this is to give people I, the idea. Yeah, yeah. So this pretty much all happened when from when I was fourteen, the evictions from when I was fourteen up until his passing, sixteen. Mm -hmm. So it happened for a good amount of time. So they were stress and anxiety developed and trauma. For people who don't know, when someone comes in your door at three AM in the morning and it's your dad and he's not in his senses and he's elsewhere mentally and breaks down your door or opens your door unwillingly to the point to where now I have to stay in the living room to defend my mom because he's going straight for my mom. Yeah. Because my mom would accuse him of, accuse him, which is not an accusation. It was, it was happening. He was right. just so blinded by his addiction that he didn't, he didn't notice any of that. So that happened, bro. And I, I had anger for him. I started developing anger. I didn't want to see him. He would leave the house for two weeks, three weeks. He would hang out and congregate with a certain type of certain type of individuals that were not good people. They were street people and right. um, you know, did drug some other type of drugs. We would find gambling tickets in his truck. Um, we would find Blackwoods in his truck. I'm like, I don't even know you rolled, bro. Like what? <laughs> so I'm like, damn, my dad's turning into something different. Right, right. Um, lo and behold, one day, bro, you know. Uh, mind you, during this whole time, I would never like to be home. I would go. I was stressful, man. Especially like it. It sort of shakes you up because it's bad enough if you had that paranoia over yeah. somebody who's not in your family, right? Exactly. Because then you're it's like, a little different. It's a little different. But this is like the man you're supposed to look up to, the one who's supposed to protect you. Exactly. And not only do you see him harming himself, but he's like also trying to come at you so in a way it's like you kind of want to fight him but you're like that's my dad so i want to help him too and it just confuses you especially being 14 15 years old like you're 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 just so mixed up well you don't know what to feel it's like so, you're just lost it's so crazy you yeah. say that bro because yeah you're you're in a you're in a state of shock like what's going on right this isn't even the dad i knew bro to the point to where he would take us to school because we had gotten evicted he didn't pay the rent. We got evicted. We moved to my uncle's house, which didn't really want us there. They would split the fridge, and if we didn't have food, we were kind of effed. Like, we, yeah. we couldn't eat. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's your family. Like, all right, cool. But whatever, you know. And he, my dad, my mom would force my dad to come pick us up because we had moved out of the school zone from where I lived. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't go no more to Sunrise Mountain High School, but I kept wanting to go because they offered so many resources. As far as, like, my dad wasn't giving my mom no more money. Wasn't paying bills, so for Thanksgiving I was getting the, the the um the donation the 360 box, yeah, yeah something like yeah, that, yeah. and I'm like, cool, I would walk around with that in school, I didn't care, and it got to that point, so we had moved, and my mom would be like, hey, you got to come pick up the kids, take them to school. Um, this is a little before I started to learn how to take the city bus to school, mm. uh, for my senior end of junior year, uh, beginning a senior year, which is your most the coolest right, time where you're right. supposed to be cool and drive your car. That was not the case, bro. It's, it's, it's the opposite because instead of having all that, 
you look at what you don't have exactly. and you're comparing to everybody else and you're like why does everybody else get to have exactly. why does everybody else get to have be happy and have peace at home and i gotta be stuck with it's all a this trip. absolutely and sometimes at that time sometimes during those times bro you don't want to be that person to be like why me why me? Yeah. victim mentality yeah, yeah. but in a way bro why like you know what i'm saying like why bro why do i have to endure all this it's also healthy to like because like yeah it's good to feel it right it's not good to sit in it for too long and like and and whatever but you do have to feel it and be like wow like this isn't especially you being a kid bro like it's bad enough if an adult had to go through it but a kid like you don't exactly. you, like that's not your responsibility you shouldn't it's not be, your realm you're not yeah. should you shouldn't even be involved in any exactly. of that like you should be living life and aspiring to be someone great you know and so uh you know i was 15 and you know i played i played soccer i played here in vegas and my my co- oh mind you let me go back so my mm. dad would pick us up from my uncle's house mm. my dad was so messed up bro mentally that he would take us and he'd be falling asleep on the wheel with his kids in the in the truck. Yeah. And I would be so scared because he would drop me off and then my little brother. Mm. So when you get to the point to where you're telling your brother, you're whispering to his ear at the age of 15 and he was 12, I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when you're telling your brother, if my dad falls asleep, press on the brake, showing him how to yeah. maneuver a vehicle at 12, and when I would try to give my dad a hug and he would push me away, you know what I'm saying? Like that builds some more anger yeah. to like what you're saying. Like, why now I want to beat you up? Yeah. And mind you, for everyone listening, I've never been a tough guy, bro. I've always very been a very in, um, confident person, but very um, empathetic. Empathetic. Uh, f- I feel a lot. Yeah. I'm very the type of person where I. I'm very... You like to do good. Like, you don't... You're not, like... You're not someone that looks for confrontation exactly, first. Exactly, bro. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I... I, My heart has good in it. Yeah, yeah. But when it's tainted with so much at some point... Yeah. You after just start a while. changing. Yeah, after a while, you just... You lose yourself, too. Because exactly. you, you stop being able to feel that because that gets taken away t- or taken advantage of for so long. Yeah. After a certain point, you walk off that ledge and you're like, I, I can't go back as easily. Exactly. Yeah. And you just blow up and yep. you become someone you're not. So what I'm trying to say is I wasn't the person I am now. Like, I had to go through those little, you know, those things to to make me stronger. Hmm. But, you know, my dad would pick us up, whatever. He'd fall asleep. And that created more tension, more tension. So I ended up learning how to take the city bus because I, I told my mom, like, I can't do that no more. He's putting us at risk. And the school provided me with 30-day passes to take the city bus because they loved me. They loved me there, man. Mm. Sunrise, they did everything. You know, Miss McCoy, um, you know, they helped me out with 30-day bus passes and they're not cheap, bro. Yeah, yeah. They're not cheap at all. And so I would take the city bus. I would leave from 5.45 to get there like at 7.08. Once the bell rang at 7.10, 7.15. So I was in school already. That's where I knew at that moment, like, I didn't know then, but now I'm like, oh, that's where my determination started. Mm. To the point to where I had determination to go to school. Like, who wants to go to school? Yeah. But I still got up anyways. And I turned 16, and we have a tournament that we're playing um, with my club team, Las Vegas Gunners, here in Vegas. Mm. And they're like, hey, this weekend we're going to go to Reno to play state finals. Mm. 
And I'm like, cool, I'm game for that. You know, I want to get out the city. I don't want to be here. My dad's running amok. And so my mom tells me, she's like, wait, your dad's in the hospital. Mm. And they said that he's been there for a month now. And so I'm like, okay. And truthfully, I was like, I don't care. That's on him. Yeah, He can do what he needs. Which is what I'm saying. I already He already developed so much anger in you, me that I'm like, the resentment didn't yeah, you bro. feel anything for him no more. Exactly. So I'm like, Nah, f him. Like I'm not gonna go. Yeah. And my mom, being the 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 thug she is, the the mom, the actual leader, the rock of the family. She said, "You only get one father in life. Mm. Take him as he is, and remember that he grew up like a dog, so he doesn't know and he didn't know how to give you what you wanted. Just know that." And this is the woman that at this point. Had been through hell because of her husband. Thank you. Had had to put up, basically take care of her kids. Put and, up with everything. And even still, she had the heart to tell you, like, that's yes. still your father. You still have to go see him. You still, like, as a mom. whether he's good or he's bad, that's that's your father exactly. forever. Because the wow. worst thing you can do, bro, as a, as a parent, now that I see things as a parent, is put your kids against yep. someone your 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 significant other. Even yep. regardless if you had your problems, that's your problems. Yeah, you deal with that. The kids have nothing to do with it. Yep. And my parents didn't really know how to do that. They bickered in front of us. They fought in fr- like my dad was a he's a he's he's a street guy. Like he didn't know any of that. Mm. And so it starts making you very like anxious as a kid, and you yeah, start becoming yeah. scared and insecure, and you know so much other things, and mad and angry. And so I started developing a lot of anger. Yeah. Well, I was going to highlight that because when I listened to that episode specifically, I remember a part where like you highlighted the same part that your mom basically never let you be against your father, no matter how bad you felt about what happened between everybody. And that's something that a lot of I would say usually women do not to like talk bad about women, but no, that, but a lot of the times like women get resentful and they're like, your dad ain't shit. Your dad, that is toxic, your dad is that. bro. And like yeah. that fucks you up because like, if you're a, a boy listening to that, like now, like you don't want to be close to your dad and now you don't have a father figure. Exactly. And if you're a girl listening to that, like now you don't know who to look for in terms of like a, potential future husband exactly. or like how a man should treat you exactly. all you've ever heard is like many shit many shit many shit many and shit so you and like, stick with that and that poisons your brain yeah, so bro. much bro like he, he could be a bad husband and then like whatever whatever happens but like that's still your father and you still in some way have to kind of honor that exactly yeah and that's that's super that's super important you highlighted that because you know it goes to show you that's where i really learned like the importance of a woman mm in our lives yeah absolutely right? regardless aside from yeah them giving us birth which is already a task as it is mm. but just in general bro like now seeing in the long run i'm like man my mom the she went through a lot of rounds strong, bro she went through a lot of rounds yeah, and she still got up like rocky yeah so what you know so salute to all those women who are really out there who are single moms that absolutely. you know don't have that and can develop that do it change try to be better yep. right um, but back to the story. So they tell me I go, I have to go to Reno to go play. Mm. And mind you, my mom's like, Hey, your dad's in the hospital though. Like, and he's asking for you. I'm like, nah, like, nah, this is, nah, this is, fuck that. He's tripping. Yeah. And my mom, my mom tells me to go see him, go see him. And I wait on it for a day. And then the next day I'm like, you know what? I'll go see him. I'm like, let's go. And I go, he's in the hospital. And mind you, he's uh, he's not in the ICU yet. 
he's at UMC, he's where Tupac died. Yeah. And uh, I go, bro, and you know, my dad had already been in hospitals before because he had some pancreas issues. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't nothing crazy to me. And to me, I'm like, oh, this fool's not gonna die. Like he was, he was like a cat, bro. Like this fool would never die. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I swear to God, like Night this fool would go to the hospital like ten times and still would come out, yeah. you know, swinging. So I'm like, all right, this fool's not gonna die. Like he's just gonna, you know, chill. We're gonna talk. He turned on the TV. Lo and behold, his favorite soccer team, Tigres, is playing, and we're watching it. And he's telling me, you know, how much he's proud of me. And he turns around, he he taps on my shoulder, and he says, hey, look at me. I said, I want you to know that the person I've been isn't me. Mm. Something got a hold of me. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm 16, so I'm not really you don't understand understanding yeah. nothing, bro. And I'm like, what you mean? Like, what, what are you saying? He's like, I'm just saying. He started crying. He's like, I'm just saying I want to apologize. And that uh, for you to know that that wasn't me. Mm. And, and that I want you to know that I do love you and that I do care for you. And my love, him just apologizing was enough for me. Yeah. Because my dad wasn't one to sit there and apologize right. to you. Bro. So it means more. Yeah. And at that time, I was like, oh, this is serious. When he started apologizing, he started crying. I'm like, people tend to do that when they, when they feel almost got, yeah, yeah, when they feel something coming. And I, I was like, you know what? Cool. So I just watched the game. He asked me to shower him because you can't shower them. And he couldn't get up. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, hey. And he had, he pulled out some scissors from the, his, his literally under his leg. I don't yeah. know where he got them from because yeah. you can't have any of that. Right, they right. shower you at that point. Like, you're not doing nothing. You're a vegetable. And he pulled the uh, 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 scissors and he was like, hey, cut me up. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, just cut me up a little bit. Like, I, my hair is too. And he had a slick back and mm. it was it was long. He's like, cut me up. And I showered him with like, you know, um, hand soap. Uh, yeah, and towels and yeah. wet towels. He's like, hey, just make sure the nurse doesn't come. She's gonna trip on me. I'm like, okay, cool. And my mom was keep an eye out, and we we're cutting his hair and everything. And for some reason, I kept a strand of his hair. Mm. Mind you, I didn't know, but I felt something. Right. I kept a strand of his hair, and I kept the little bottle that you use, that little the baby, um, the baby shower gel. Yeah, yeah. It was a little one, and I still have it to this day. And I kept it because I felt something. So boom, the doc comes in. He's and I'm like, Doc, how's my dad gonna, you know, how is he gonna end up? And he's like, You know what, your dad's gonna be great. So that I'm like, Okay, cool, like yeah. And and, chilling, and yeah. then I started getting happy, and I'm like, Hey, dad, guess what? Um, I'm going to. They invited me to go play, uh, you know, stay cup in Reno. And he's like, Are you gonna go? I was like, I don't think so because I want to stay with you. He had already won my heart by apologizing to me. Yeah. So I'm like, No, I'm stay here with you. Mind you, his goal and my goal at that time was to win a state championship. Like, I always came from teams that weren't clubs that never won championships. So for me, I, this was personal. To me, I was like, I okay, want like yeah. I want this shit. Yeah. And so for me to say, like, nah, I'm going to stay was a trip. So my dad gets up. Mind you, he can't get up. My dad ended up going to the hospital because of the secondhand smoking he developed at the Dotties. Mm. He, he developed a back, black cloud. They call it pneumonia in his lungs. Mm. And they just took him out slowly, little by little. And so he couldn't get up. He had to be constantly in the... Any little movement he did, you can't... You're done. So he got up. He took his shit off. And he, he cussed at me and he said, you're going to go to that fucking tournament and you're going to go win that shit. He said in honor of me, mm. and I'm like, damn, dog. 
I was like, nah, I'm not going to go. He's like, you're going to go. And he looked at my mom and he said, he's going to go. I was like, fuck, that's my pops. And, you know, you don't want to leave somebody like that. Exactly. So to me, it was like, damn. But because of his wish, I had to do it. Yeah, yeah. I had to please him with that. So the doc comes in that same night and he's like, hey, like, would you guys like to get him his favorite food tonight? And that clicked, and I was like, mm, Something's off, bro. You guys are tripping on yeah. me right now. Like, something's going on that we don't know. Yeah, yeah. And my dad's like, yeah, tacos dorados. And I'm like, okay. So we go, we get it. We hang out with him, this and that. You know, the night's over. I go home. This is on a Thursday, on a Friday. Boom. I dip out. To, he gives me a call, and he wishes me luck. He's like, hey, I want you to do your thing. I know what you do. Handle. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, that gives me even more of a boost. Right, right. So I go, bro. We go to Reno, and we're chilling, and my whole mind was on my pops. Mm. My pops, my pops. Mind you, for those that don't know, my pops was my my best friend, bro. At that time, when everything was good, you know, he had a good job. Everything was great. Um, good family. Uh, good guy, bro. I never paid attention to my mom because of my dad. Right. That's how big of an influence my dad yeah. was. And... You know, we go, we play, boom, we play the first couple of games, and, you know, we play Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday comes along in the morning. No, Saturday night, we go out to Reno in the casinos, and we're, you know, we're goofing off. And when we, you know, some two chicks approach me and my boy Eddie, Luna, mm. uh, and they're like, hey, you guys want to hang out? And they're pretty, you know, pretty little white girls, and we're like, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Take my mind off of what's going on, you know. Relax for the tournament. We're playing the final the next day. You know, um, let's do it. And so we go. We go to the room, and I'm in there, bro. And I'm not feeling right. Mm. It's like 10 a. 10 p.m. Saturday night. You feel something? I'm, I'm feeling something, bro. My stomach started feeling weird, and I told my boy, I'm like, hey, bro, like, I'm feeling weird, bro. Like, you want to stay here with the chicks, or you or you want to just like I'm a dip out. I'm gonna go to the room. I apologize to the chick. And I left the room, and he's like, nah, I'm going to go with you. So mm -hmm. the chicks dipped, yeah. and my boy being solid, Eddie, he's like, I'm going to come with you, bro. Like, you know, because he also kind of knew what my dad was going through right mm -hmm. now at that time. And he's like, I'm going to be with you. I got you. He's like, you need Pepto-Bismol, this and that, because I was feeling horrible, bro. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to sleep, bro, and I want to sleep. I slept crying. I was just emotional. I wake up, bro, and uh, we go to the game, boom, boom, boom. And they call my coach Adan through the phone, and it's my mom's. She hands me the phone, and she's like, hey, your pops just passed. Fuck. And in my mind, I was like, the audacity of my mom to tell me now. Mm. Right before the game. Mm -hmm. She's like, I did it because I want to build someone different. Mm. I want to create a man that's going to take anything that comes his way. So I have to tell you now, mijo, she said. Um, ooh, boy, that shit was crazy. And the way she said it was like she um, she was preparing me for... For war. For war, bro. For life. <laughs> the war of she, life. Because she knew that this wasn't going to be easy. Like nah. up until then, it wasn't easy. Nah. But let alone losing your father, she knows... I think more than anyone, how difficult life can get. And she just wanted you to to know that in some way she believed in you. In yeah. some way she knew 
you were a fucking killer boy and like yeah. whatever was gonna come like you were gonna walk through that shit with your with your fucking head up high and your chest out you know right mind you and at that time it's like you don't know that about yourself yep. right so it, it's funny you say that because you know my mom seen that and yeah. and you know and most so more so for me you know because um for some reason i like to think that i wasn't there for a reason mm. because my mom and sister my siblings my uncles they were all there when he passed i wasn't I would have gone crazy. Mm. So in a way, it's like he kind of was like, you need to go. This is about to get ugly. And he passed. So he passed, bro. He died. And I come home, bro. And mind you, the whole trip was a long nine hours, bro. I was just staring at the sky. And it was a trip. It was a cloud. This happened on a Sunday. I get home. I kid you not, bro. And this is crazy. You know, the support of people have... Till this day, the support I get from people is undeniable. Mm. You know, now I'm from I'm for the people now because of that. I get home and there's like fifty families mm. at my uncle's house, just crying, praying, doing what you know what Latinos do when yeah, someone yeah. dies. Bro, I got in. I didn't say hi to nobody. I went straight to my room, and I sat down in my bed and I was like. Because prior to all this, bro, I was always very motivational, very committed, very um, uh, confident. And I would post confident things, motivated mm. things. And so I sat down that night and I said, oh, it's game time. Yeah. I sat down and I told myself and I prayed and I said, okay, this is this is it. This is the real this dance. This is the, the, the defining moment it, that just sort of starts was gonna the real make you. journey. Exactly. Yeah. And so... Time goes on, bro, and, you know, we couldn't pay for my dad's funeral, so we had to do taquizas and, you know, a whole bunch of other things that just, you know, mind you, my dad didn't leave us with nothing, bro. Yeah. He left us with a, with a truck. That's it. That means nothing. And so this happened on a Sunday, and I tell you, I sat down and I told myself, okay, I'm game for this shit. Mm-hmm. I went to school on a Monday, the next Monday. And I went to school and I felt a bubble around me. Yeah. Because I was so I felt so weird. It's a it's a weird feeling I can't explain until you're really there when you lose somebody that close. You almost feel you're walking, it's like having um earmuffs yeah. on. You can't you can't listen to nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just see people looking at you yeah. walking by. And people would come up to me and be like, Hey, sorry for your loss, sorry for your loss. And you don't and even we never it. even even posted that thing yeah. on Facebook. It was just a night before. So I'm tripped out. I'm like, why are these people even coming? Like, how do you even know? Yeah. And it bothered me a lot because I'm like, why do you guys keep reminding me? Like, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. So it angered me a lot. And my anger started growing. I started growing. I was never, I was always, I was pretty an angry kid, but I never to the point where I wasn't game to sit there and fight you. Yeah. Like, you get what I'm saying? I was scared. I was scared and I, I wasn't about that. It wasn't, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I'm a, I'm a tough guy because that's not the case. Like, I really, you know, I'm a soft type of guy. Like, I have feelings and I'm emotional and very insecure. Mm. And when I tell people, bro, that your fir- when you lose someone that close, your first two years, you're you not feeling remember, nothing. Bro. You don't yeah. feel nothing. Yeah. It's literally, it's weird. It's a very weird state of zen that you're in that you don't understand. Yeah. But when I tell you guys that you need to be prepared for the 
next three years after those first after that first year or first two years the years after that you better hold on tight mm-hmm. because that's when all the emotions that you've been covering with the band-aid start yeah. coming boom, yep. boom, boom. so at that point I, I, I stopped caring I don't have a pops you know I wanted a way out if I'm being honest with you but I wanted to no longer live mm-hmm. that was my point I no longer wanted to live. So what had happened was I started getting so much negative energy, so much negative, negative energy in my life, so much negative vibes, just negativity all around. Yeah, I would go outside in the projects and I would take the my boxing gloves, two pairs of boxing gloves, and I would go shadow box just to see who's who. And yeah, I would take the extra gloves up. just yeah, to who's, who's going to come, come up, up yeah. so we can get it on. Yeah, yeah. So all I wanted to do was really just fight somebody mm. to fix what I was feeling, help. It wasn't helping, but it was like a drug for me. Just to release to it. To release it yeah. a little bit. And it started getting out of control with me. Like mm-hmm. I started doing it in places I wasn't supposed to, you know. And to me, it really came down to I didn't care if I lost a fight. It was just about getting into the fight right, right. that mattered to me. You know, uh, I wasn't eating right. You know, I didn't know nothing about a counselor. You're broke. You don't have nothing. My mom worked. My mom cleaned houses from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., Every day from Monday through Sunday, she was able to help me get to uh, to to JUCO, which is you know CSN, yep. and play soccer there. And um, you know she financed us. Mm. And but during that financing era, that financing time, my mom didn't have the time to give us love. Yeah, because she was so consumed by her grind. Rightfully so, because she had to get us out of the situation we were in. Yeah, like- we weren't eating much, bro. We didn't have much food. My aunt would split the refrigerator, bro. And I'm not even going to say her name, but fuck that. Like, how do you even do that to your to family? family? Yeah, bro. She split that, bro. One day, bro, I'm not even going to lie to you. I was making a quesadilla, but we didn't have food. So I had got it. I had got the queso and the tortillas from her side. Yeah. So I'm making the quesadilla. She and lo and behold, bro, I turn around, the door opens, and it's her. Mind you, and she's not even supposed to come at this time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, fuck. She looks at me, and she's like, oh, is that my food? I'm like, yeah, my, you know, we don't have nothing on our side, so I thought I'd just get a quesadilla. I was making one quesadilla yeah, yeah, yeah. with some tapatio. <sighs> oh, fuck. And she starts going off on me. Your mom should have food. You guys should have food. Next time, tell your mom, you know, you guys have your side. Make sure you tell your mom to fill that up. And in my mind, bro, my heart dropped, and I'm like, this is my aunt. Yeah, bro, that's your blood. Think about that shit. Yeah. Like, this is my aunt. So more came with that as far as family. My dad's family in Mexico wanted to take his ashes to Mexico. Just like that. And it's like, nah, you're tripping. Yeah. So my mom got got into a beef with them and was like, no, nah, like it's what my kids say, not what you guys say. Yeah, yeah. So family went against us. So what do you feel, bro? You're like the world is just boom, yeah. just coming at you. Worse oh, crazy, bro. Mine I would get on the city bus mm. to go to school. My first job was at Aldo. I had, it took me two hours to get to Aldo. It took me almost close to two as well to get to school. And I'd been to the craziest people, bro. Yeah. Some guy once wanted to take my shit. I would always tend to sit in the back of the bus, bro. First, he tried to take the coins because at that time, you still put in coins. Mm-hmm. And you use the scanning thing and then coins. And he wanted to take what was in there. And the guy was like, I can't fucking take it out. What do you want me to do? The driver. And he turns around, he starts looking, 
Tell me why I'm the only one on the fucking bus uh, hey, at I'm 6 a.m. I'm the only one on the fucking bus, and it's it's a it's a homeless dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, he has a bunch of jackets on. He has some Tims on and jeans and a beanie. And then he has he has his hand in his pocket, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. this fucking guy. He comes down the aisle, the the bus, and this guy, he's like, I need your shit. Mind you, I got nowhere to go. Yeah. So I'm like, hold on. I'm like, what you mean Fuck you need my yeah. shit? And he's like, yeah, I want to take your shit. I said, you ain't taking shit. So I pushed him, and I swung, but I missed. And when I swung and I missed, I kind of went forward, and he had a, a, a door handle, but a car door handle. Oh, yeah. So he had just yanked it off a door handle, and a door handle, if you know how a door handle is, in, on the sides, in the corners, there's there was, there's like a little, the, it's like a, a little, shit. Yeah, yeah, so they was pointing. And mind you, at that time, when I leaned over, I had really gotten in a, in a position in which now I'm facing the outside yeah. where the bus driver's at. I'm no longer in the back. And he, he's able to, he was able to cut me in my stomach, right here in my stomach. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. And he was able to cut me. And I ran. And another time, I had gotten into a fight standing at the city bus right there on Civic Center and, and Lake Mead. <sighs> Right in the hood, bro. Right in the hood. Yes, sir. And I got in a fight with this, uh, this, this, um, this homeless dude. Yeah. He was on drugs though. So he kept getting up. Yeah. Mind you, I wasn't the best fighter at that time, but you know, I I was down to get yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the, all these things coming, bro. Like they just they just up. started building me yeah. into somebody that I really wasn't. Yeah, yeah. But because of the environment, like, what am I supposed to do? I'm a okay. Then I guess I'll fight you. Do I want to? No. Do I have to? Then yes. yes. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's a must. My mom always said, don't let nobody take advantage of you. And guess what? I didn't let that shit happen. Mind you, prior to all this, you might have pressed me. You might have done whatever and I didn't want to do it. Come at me. Come at me. Cut, you cut, you should have came at me at that time. Like, you would have gone out the game. I have nothing left to lose now. Right? Is nothing. that how you felt? Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. What is there to lose, bro? I lost my dad. I see people in a car going to school. These people are seniors. They're leaving school. They're beeping at me, laughing at me because I'm waiting there for the bus because I had half day. How am I supposed to feel? Yeah, exactly. I feel left out. So, of course, I'm a, you know, I got nothing to lose, bro. And um, so I run. And, again, I had to run from that guy on drugs, too, that, you know, that I fought. Got up three times, bro, and kept coming. As much as you're beating his ass, yeah. he kept coming. So I, I just dipped out. I went and I got caught the city bus down more on uh, Nellis. Mm. I ran all the way down to Nellis yeah. and Lake Mead. That's caught crazy. that bus there yeah. where my where Herbie lives. Yeah, yeah. And but these things just started making me into this guy that I really wasn't, bro. But if I didn't take control of that situation, I'd either would have been in prison or dead. So suicidal thoughts started coming along mm. after that. It started becoming so dark. I started just thinking about fighting, fighting, and, and negativity, and my dad dying, and the victim mentality. Bro, my mom was so worried. This is before any of you were running out in the street because at that time, nobody ran in the street. Mm. Like to exercise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the only guy, and you can ask anybody. Yeah. Down on the east side, I was running down from... Um, Lake Mead and Nellis, you know, I would run to the Boulder Station, bro, and because I I wanted to leave the world that was in mentally, my mm. world that I was living in, bro, was, 
It was a lot. And for me, the only thing that made me feel great was running. Mm. But at that time, I wanted more tests to come my way. I wanted more obstacles because I felt like that was just going to make me stronger. And for me to cry, I would run, run, run. I was running at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. My mom was worried. But she knew that that's what I needed. She knew that I needed to, to go figure out how to be a man on my own and not be scared of the world because I was scared of the world, bro. You had to suffer a little bit, no? Exactly. And that suffering just makes you into an absolute killer. Mm -hmm. So I would run, bro, and, um, you know, I would come home and my mom would still not be asleep. So, you know, knock out, do, you know, do what I need to do. And the only way for me to run far and the only way for you to come back home is to run your ass right back. So that to me was that little test. Um, I was starting to take the city buses more, you know, um, and, you know, I would get assaulted at the city buses at the, when I would run, mm. people would try to assault me too. And, you know, so many situations, bro, that just, you ask yourself like, damn, like, why, why am I even alive? Why am I even, um, what's the point? What's the point of all this? Yeah. Like, why, why do I have to be going through this? Like, I was just good three years ago like and for me it was like like a roller coaster mm. it goes up it fucking crashes, right back right? down crashes yeah. down so I was like damn and I would think that a lot I'm like damn but I was never like oh I'm gonna quit now so there was a guy too right there at the at the apartment complex because we had moved we at that point we had already moved out from my uncle's crib because mm -hmm. we're like we're tired of this shit you know they're just a bunch of you know mean ass people yeah your own family and we moved out of there we go to uh, we get ourselves a little uh, uh, in the hood we get ourselves a little apartment complex mm -hmm. by Jones Garden which is the the projects right there and you know I just start I just start fighting. The maintenance guy, like, I'm just, I'm just going at it with whoever I can, you know. And I would go and I would take stuff. Mind you, I was hungry, you know. I wanted, I wanted to go get some food. Mm -hmm. And there was a little liquor store right there in the corner. Yeah. That's when my dad would go buy his cigarettes, and they had slots machines, and he would go in there and chill. And those same guy, that owner from that that place, was um, knew my dad from. Uh, San Fernando in California where we we also lived. Mm. They also owned the liquor store over there. Oh shit. And there was an he was an Albanian guy and he knew my dad. But he didn't know after my dad died, he didn't know that I was my dad's kid. Mm. So I would go in there and I would take a honey bun with the brisk. The iced tea brisk. Yeah. That shit was smash. Hell yeah. yeah. And that was kinda like my food while my mom was at work and she till she came back with like a boyo or from Costco or something. And one day that guy that he caught me and he almost hit me with the bat with the stick. He's like he's like, What are you doing? This and that. I'm like, listen, like I you know, and I broke it down to him and you know, I told him, like, yo, my daddy would come in here and play. I don't know if you've seen him before. He's like, Oh, Latino, slick back. I'm like, Yeah, that's my dad. And I show him a pic. He's like, Yeah, I know him. He's like, Where is he? I'm like, he passed. He's like, Buddy, next time let me know so I don't hit you with the stick mm. and take what you want. So I'd go in there like twice, three times a week and go get myself some hot Cheetos. Hook up, yeah. You know, the hookup. Yeah, he was Arizona. the hookup. <laughs> yeah, bro. And um, so, you know, I became cool with him. And, uh, you know, you know, things just started playing out, bro, in life. And I ended up going to CSN to play. Uh, 
I had to go, I had to work to be able to go to Ciasendo because there was no, they don't, they don't give any scholarships. any scholarships to go to CSN. And I would sometimes I'll take the city bus to go to CSN. And when I was at city city sitting on the city bus, I was like, damn, like, why am I even doing all this, bro? Like for what? So there was something in me kind of always pushing me, bro. Mm -hmm. Like to keep, just, just do things, just do things. And, you know, my mom worked from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. cleaning houses. And at that time, like my mom really couldn't give us the love we really needed because of her grind, because of what she needed to do. She was like stuck between a rock and a hard place because it's like she either spends time with you and supports you emotionally and she's there for you as a mom and you go hungry and you have no food yeah, on the table and you bro. get evicted, whatever. Yeah, or she has to go bust her ass and work all day, but she's not going to be around as exactly. much. Exactly. Yeah. So she took that. She said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to help them with school. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to feed them. She did her best, but there was no love at that time. And that really hurt us. Me and my siblings were like, man, like, damn, dude. like, Because now you have nobody. Nobody. Your dad passed, and then your mom's not around because yeah. she has to work. So. And then you don't want to go around telling others what's going on because then it's like they think I'm playing this pity game. And yeah. it's like, no, like, oh, I, you don't understand. Like, yeah. I just need you to tell me you're proud of me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I just need you to tell me that. Just a little bit of validation. That I'm cool. Yeah, yeah that yeah. I'll make it through. Just hold on. So that's all I fucking needed, bro. And I did have that because I went to, you know, I went to CSN. And they hooked me up, bro. They really did. Coach Chris, Coach Gannon, Coach Jeff. At that time, I was fighting the, the maintenance guy at home with the apartment complex. You know, I would take two boxing gloves and I would just stand outside by the by the uh, Jones Gardens, by the projects, and just looking for somebody to... And I would just get down with the with some African-American homies, mm -hmm. with some biceps. And we're just throwing, you know, with gloves, like just fighting everything yeah, yeah, yeah. and no gun play. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, I was always scared of guns. So I never, you know, and I got gotten guns pulled on me. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm kind of like scared of them. So I really don't really mess with guns. And for me to have one, I'm a hothead. Like I'm very explosive and very, I don't know what I'm going to do right. five minutes from now. So I don't have one. I'd rather not. And if I do, I'm going to go learn how to use it properly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was healthy, but it was just, that's what I needed to do at that time. And I would come to practice with like a, uh, a purple eye or something and the coaches were like yo dog you're crazy you need us you need some help right and they told me a couple times they told me like twice and the first time I was like yeah like cool never hit the guy up and in between that second time I had gotten beefs with some baseball players at school because they think they're you know they they think they're Bryce Harper already in the major yeah. leagues playing for the Dodgers. Like, nah, I don't care how good you are, bro. You're yeah, still bro. here with me. I see you saying going to the same school, eating the same goddamn lunch. Stop. And there were some racism. There's some racist shit said. Um, and I take a lot of things personal. At that time, I was very defensive, bro. So anything you came at me with, like, I'm going to come at you harder. Yeah. You know? And to me, it's like... Um, I'd already been disrespected by everything that has happened in my life. People at the city bus, you know, people trying to screw you over either at school, the, a teacher, or you go to the DMV and they're trying to act cool, crazy with you and it's like you have to defend yourself. So I'm very defensive at that moment. Yeah, you're like, I, I already took it from everybody, not from you though. The fuck am I going to, yeah, like yeah, not who? not from you, yeah. Come on, bro. And I didn't even care whether you had money, mm. whether you had, you were famous, whatever you were. 
I don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. You disrespect me, or I'm the type of guy who if you disrespect someone even close to me, someone who I say what's up to, it's up, yeah. That's over. Yeah. Because that's just what I would, that's just, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Sit here and take shit from you too? Yeah. While you live in the ridges by Bishop Gorman and you drive to CSN in your Escalade? Nah, I was driving a 2004, 2002 fucked up uh, Honda Mm -hmm. with no steering fluid. So I was cranking (laughs) on that motherfucker. Yeah. So really, you're going to disrespect me? I ain't got shit to lose, bro. For real, I'll put you in the back of this car right now and take you and we'll <laughs> yeah. go fight somewhere. Like, yeah, yeah. let's not play that game. And so I wasn't taking shit from nobody. They go and they snitch on my coach. And I go to practice one day and I'm like, he's like, hey, like, dude, you got to stop. You're picking fights with everybody. Like, I'm like, no, I'm not picking fights. They just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay. And that, I took that shit personal. So what I do, brother, next month, I try out for the baseball team. Swear to God, bro, it's on yeah, record. Yeah, I swear yeah, to God. Yeah. I have a matter of fact, I have a ba- CSM baseball shirt they gave me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was real, I'm quick, very quick. So they would have me steal to second, mm-hmm. but I would bunt the ball. You know, I don't even know shit about baseball, yeah. but I know this because I was there. I did that shit. And he would have me catch with Bryce Harper's, hi, Bryce Harper's glove, yeah. you know. So, and to me, I was like, man, these guys are a bunch of wimps. No disrespect to all the baseball players. Like, I know I respect you guys' craft and all that, but stop acting crazy. Yeah, don't stop act acting hard, crazy. Man. Yeah, stop yeah. acting fucking crazy. You ain't nothing fucking special. Just because you get paid the big bucks, yeah. you ain't shit. Like, to me, that's how I see things, though, bro. Like, to me, we're all made of bones and skin. Mm-hmm. Like, if one of us were to ever make it, like, or I would speak for myself. I can't change, homie. Like, what? Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, how do you even do that? Mind you, I can't speak for nobody because I'm not in that position. But if you ever get to that point or I ever get to that point, it's like, nah, you got to hold your shit. Where you come from, you got to hold that shit 100%. tight to your fucking heart. Yeah, 100%. So, um, you know, I try out and I make it a point to that, you know, you guys are a bunch of bitches. Like, you know, I walk out and I never go back because they're working out and they're whining about having to lift, you know, squat. And I'm like, really? Mm. Fucking kidding me right now? Yeah. You're chewing season, chewing gun. Like, yeah. <laughs> mind you, I'm not trying to disrespect, but also, <laughs> come on, dog. Like, yeah, bro. You let me learn how to swing for a year. And, yeah, let me learn how to swing for a year and 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 pitch. Trust me, I'll get it done. Mm. That's just the type of animal I am. I'll get it done regardless. If you tell me I can't do it, I'm a more most definitely fucking do it. Now I have to do it. Now yeah, I have to yeah, fucking yeah, do it. Yeah, now exactly. it's like a fucking must. Yeah. And now I'm gonna feel real bad about myself if I don't. Mm. So. Um, so yeah, I go through my, you know, my college, you know, and my coach again comes back and he's like, Hey, um, this is towards the end already of my, you know, of the last season, uh, spring. And he's like, Hey, you gotta go to the counselor, bro. It's free. Take it. So, so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Mind you. And I was like, Hey, like, I know it's not free. Like, so I was kind of thinking about it, but now he's like, Hey, it's free. Shh, game on, bro. Mm. So what the counselor would do. It was a trip, like what he would do. He would lay me down. It was a room like this, bro. He would turn on a candle, put some music on, mm. and he would just start. Bro, I would go into a, a state of like, um, how do you even say that shit? Like, like I, a trance kind of? Some shit like that, yeah. yeah. Like and I would just... close my eyes, and I'd be knocked the fuck out. Yeah. But when I was knocked out, I was replaying what he was, th- like I was hearing him in my head. Mm-hmm. And he was replaying everything for me. Because before everything, I had to give him every detail. So he knew all this. That's how professional this guy was. 
And he started telling me my whole story from when I was young up until then. that moment yeah, right yeah. there. And towards the end of every session, he'd be like, hey, um, you can let your dad go. We're at the beach. It's a beautiful day. The clouds are up. The sun's out. Your skin is glowing. Your dad's going to walk one way. And you're going to walk the other. But both of you are going to be all right. And he'd wake you up. Mm. And I'd be like, oh, shit. You get what I'm saying? And he yeah. started he started allowing me to see things in full perspective. And not because I used to not want to go back to think all that. Right. Because it would bring guilt. You want to avoid it because you don't want to feel all those things that made you feel. Yeah, bro. Because for a long time, I felt very, uh, I felt regretful for not being able to help my dad mm. and hating him. But I had a point, though. Right, like, how am I gonna love someone like that? Exactly. So he put me in a weird situation, and but what that counselor did was, he, you know, I was open to being like, "Fuck it, I'll take the help." Mind you, at that time I was hard headed as fuck. So for me to say that was like, I don't even know how I fuck I did it. Again, something something above was like, you gotta do it. Mm. So I did it, and um, now I'm at the point where it's like, he helped me be able to relive that story. And transmit that to others in which, you know, it can maybe help somebody else, you know, be better and do more. Mm -hmm. um, I was stuck in su such a trance that he made me see things for what they really were. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And one thing I want to say, bro, and I want to get this shit straight to everybody and for and anybody listening. I hope you listen. I hope you get some some of this game. When someone that close dies to dies, remember how I said the first two first year for second year, you're all good. You are not gonna feel shit. You're numb, bro. Mm. You're fucking numb. There's really no emotion, no feeling, and you're numb because you're so confused. Your brain, your body, your soul, your spirit is all confused of the change of lifestyle that you've had now. Mm. It's a whole three sixties like you going to a new school. You know mm. that feeling you get? That's that whole feeling you have for the whole year or two years. But that ain't even the fucking tough part. The tough part is your third year, mm. fourth year, and fifth year, and maybe your sixth year. Hold the fuck on. That's my advice I can give you. Just hold the fuck on. What year are we in today? 2023. This happened in 2015. And I barely found myself and found my purpose late. 2022, November, December. Think about that shit. That's about eight years. It's a long way. Of man. constant fucking work. Long ass way. Yep. If you would have sat me down at the age of 16 in 2015, a month after my dad had died, and you, and you would have told me, hey, bro, like, bro, just please hold on. It's going to take you eight, nine years, and you're going to find the true beauty in yourself. I'd be like, you're fucking tripping. <laughs> I'd rather just take the easy way out, bro. Nine years, eight years, you're tripping. I can't yeah. wait that long. That's too long. Because that whole time through that whole process, bro, I was I would always think about I was always think about it while I was sitting in the city bus, like, when is this gonna end? Mm. Can this end? Can this end? Can this end? That's all I wanted. Fucking this to end. I was just two years in. That shit was not ending to, anytime to fucking even soon. No, you weren't even halfway there. Halfway there. Yeah. Bro. So now I feel myself. Now I'm doing things I would have never even thought I would even accomplish. Mm. Now I have a purpose in my fucking life. 
I feel good. My skin is good. My hair is great. I feel fucking great. Mm. But it takes time. And you have to willing to hold, you have to be willing to hold on and remember to always be game for any obstacle to come your way. Because the more obstacles that come, the better you become as a man or a woman. Both ways. Yep. Strengthen it shrinks it shrinks in the it will strengthen you in so many ways, shapes and forms that you don't even know what you're gonna be able to accomplish. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Some cool advice that some cat gave me. These guys, so I was sitting at the bus stop and I was just chilling there and some two cholos came up, tatted. One of them had like fucking six teardrops. Yeah. Damn, this guy took like hella souls. Yeah. <laughs> so I was nervous and I was scared. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, these guys, and they approached me like, hey, where you from and what you got in that backpack? I was like, you know what, dog? I'm just trying to go to school. This is before anything. This is right when my dad passed. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to go to school. Bro. I play sports. I really don't want any problems, bro. Like, just, I just want to go to school. And I saw he had an 818 right here, mm -hmm. a tattoo on his neck. And 818 is the area code of the San Fernando Valley, which yeah, is, yeah. you know, it's Pacoima, you know, where Machete's from, mm. Danny Trejo. And we live there. Yeah. That's where we come from. My brother was born down there. My sister was born down there. I was born in Mexico. That's another story. I'm illegal. So that was a whole nother dilemma, right? Fuck, man. But I see that and I'm like, hey, you're from San Fernando, huh? He's like, yeah. He's like, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from San Fernando. And at that time, my, my phone number still had the area code 818. Yeah. And I showed him. So I'm trying to be on his good side now. I'm yeah. like, yo, I'm not want no problems. Yeah. And he's like, Orale, carnalito. He said, hey, dispensa for what I, you know, what yeah, I, how yeah. I approach you. But we just got out, homes. We're trying to make it here. And I'm like, what the fuck? They had uh, gray. They had some uh, white fucking ugly ass shoes. Uh, some long socks. Gray, gray, and a gray fucking beanie. Mm. They look like they just fucking got out with yeah, a fucking yeah. plastic bag. Yeah. And they're like, we just got out, carnalito. So apologize. And... Uh, I was like, yeah, but fuck, I was scared. And I was scared, shit is. And he's like, Carnalito, never give up. But stay in school, stick to the books. Don't try to do what we're doing, bro. This isn't fun, he said. Stick to your grind. You got a purpose. You might not know it now, but you will in a couple years from Um, That moment, bro, to me was like, Cause I, at that moment I was like I was debating whether I should go be a Navy SEAL. I had gone to the recruiting offices to be a Navy SEAL because mm. I wanted to get the fuck out of here. I wanted mm. to just die some way, shape, or form. So I went to the recruiting offices. They denied me. Other avenues was like being a cop, but you need to be a U.S. citizen. I'm not. Couldn't do that. Gang sounds pretty cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that guy at that moment. I was like, don't do it, carnalito. And him saying that was like a fresh breath there. Like, fuck, yeah. And like at the time, you you probably knew, but you didn't know. Like, you're, now I, you know for sure. You're like, fuck, fuck that. that. That stopped me. Yeah. But at the time, you're like, Oh, you don't fuck. give a fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, I just wanted to get out the situation yeah. from them taking my shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was me playing these strategies to... Like, this is how I got my street game. This is how I got my street knowledge, you know? 
Like I'm a, like this is how I develop how to be a street guy was just by di- dialogue with other, you know, yeah, individuals exactly. that are real street hood dudes, street yeah. guys, yeah, yeah. and that's who who I learned from. And you know, I learned from a lot of older cats too, right? Like, I we would be sitting in a in a in a bolita and we'd be chilling, listening to music, and they'd light up a joint and they'd be like, "Hey, skip Coley, he don't be smoking, he's on the right track." And that these little situations at that moment again, you don't really fucking think about it. Yeah, exactly. But now I'm like, again, I get emotional because I'm like, man, like this guy gave me the best game he could have gave me. He he probably didn't even know. He, he probably was just saying some cliche shit like, let me just tell him stay in school, bro. But like all that shit, like even them, you were probably like, fuck, I just want to be cool with the homies. Like I'll, I'll probably smoke too. And they're like, nah, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna look lame, bro. Like and I'm then, like, yeah, yeah, like I'm a loser type and thing. And That's what I'm telling you, I'm like, a loser. And then now time. you're like, fuck, man. Like, yeah, they really stop me from yeah. going down that road. Exactly, yeah. bro. Which which was which is crazy, and to think that people are really. You know, there's good out there, you know? And yeah. I started seeing everything as, like, negative, and people aren't, you know, are against me again. I, like I said, my family went against us. So it's like, fuck, what? This life ain't even fair. And it's like I wasn't, I wasn't even seeing the, the good in people no more. Mm. And when those little situations would happen, it reminded myself, like, damn, we're all human. Like, yeah. We all have you a You can learn from anyone, Yeah, bro. anyone, the homeless yeah. guy. And from that point on, bro, I just started becoming a fucking a different person. Like just mentally building, building, mm. building. Mind you, I wasn't to where I needed to get to where I am now, but I was just building, building. I was building my arsenal. So many situations in life that happened to me, I was smart enough to put my these tools that I have gotten from the street them. and just connecting them. Yeah. And just putting them into my toolbox. Yep, yep, yep. Because eventually that shit would come through one day. I get the opportunity to say, they say, hey, you got to go to Arizona to play. A university wants you. And to me, that was a, a very important time in my life because um, I didn't have money. My ACL was torn. Mm. I was supposed to go to uh, UNLV. You know, things happened. Didn't get my opportunity. That's cool. And they didn't want me no more at UNLV because of my ACL. Mm. Maybe I wasn't good enough either. I don't know. I don't know what they're... I never really got to the bottom of it, but they have their own, you know understanding so right, right. i respect it and i'm like yeah i'll go that coach over there was like hey we'll pay for your your surgery you know we got yeah. you i'm like cool let's do it and at that time i'm like wait i can't fucking go my mom mm. she's struggling i can't just leave like that because at that time i was working construction still drywall so you were also providing yeah for your family, yeah i was helping my mom's my sister at this point had moved out with her man. She had had a kid. Mm. So she's doing her thing, rightfully so. My little, my carnal, my brother. He's going to school. a youngster. Yeah, yeah. Going to school still. And um, my mom was like, go, I'll be fine. I'm like, nah, like, fuck that. And at that time, my mom was seeing, like, a little boyfriend. Mm. You know what I'm saying? She was seeing a little boyfriend. And I'm defensive as fuck. Like, yeah, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we lived in a trailer home. And we still live in a trailer home. What the fuck? And I'm proud of that shit. And, but that trailer home, my room was facing the outside. And one day I started noticing that there's a fucking truck, a black truck pulling up to the front of our house at a certain fucking time at night every fucking Saturday. Mm. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Can I cuss? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, my yeah, go for it. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. Who the fuck is this guy? And one night I see my mom get out the truck. 
and I see some big guy in the fucking in the driving seat. I'm like, fuck this motherfucker. Uh-uh. You ain't gonna come fuck with me. Yeah. Again, my own mentality yeah, back yeah, then. For sure. Fuck this guy, Defensive. bro. The fuck? That's my mom. Mm-hmm. The next day, next time they come. I had already, so I was already scouting him out. At what time, what day he would come through. To one day I waited for him. I used to go to the parks every fucking day. This day I didn't go to the fucking park with the homies. I was like, I'm gonna wait for this motherfucker. I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna want to kill this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I had a two by four in the back of my dad's truck because they had towed the truck to the uh, the house, house right yeah. there, and they had a two by four. He pulled up. My mom got out the whip. She's walking inside. I just zoom right past my mom. I get the two by four, and I go try to open his fucking door, and he locks that shit on time. I'm like this motherfucker. I get the trash can. I had thrown the two by four. I get the fucking trash can. And I throw it on his fucking hood of his truck. Dance the shit out of it. And I looked at him and I told him. And I went like this. I said, I'm going to fucking kill you. For what? For nothing. Yeah, just for being with your mom. Exactly. Yeah. My mom starts crying, dog. And he dips out like a motherfucker. He burns tired like a motherfucker. (laughs) He was scared, bro. He was scared. He got red. Like, he was scared. And... I sat down and I was like, God damn, what the fuck am I turning into? Mm. Like, what the fuck, bro? You'd have done so much shit to make your mom look bad. Fighting, getting expelled, stealing, all this other shit. She's funding, helping fund your juco. She bought a whip specifically for me to go to school. A little fucking ugly little 2002 Honda. Mm. That motherfucker was for me so I can get to school. Was it the best car? Fuck no, I was embarrassed of it. But it was something. It got you there. So when I sat there that night, that happened. My mom was crying in her room and she didn't want to talk to me. I sat in my room. It was such a fucking scary time. Scary night. Mm. Because now my mom was against me. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? That's the only thing I have. Mm. And I said, you know what? Fuck that. Who am I to take my hap- the happiness away from my mom? Yeah. Who the fuck am I? I go up to her room, and she's crying. She's like, I don't want to talk to you right now. She's like, give me till tomorrow. Cool. Tomorrow came along, and I spoke to her, and I said, I want him to come down and sit down, and we can have a conversation. I want to apologize to him. And me saying that was like, oh, I am changing a little bit. Mm. You know, the counseling is helping. You know, um, you were able to recognize yeah. sort of like what you were doing, and you're like, yeah. I don't want to be this. So, and at that time, bro, I was again, I was sometimes I would take the city bus because my mom would use the car, and my sister would need the car, so yeah. I would still take the city bus. So what I would do is I trained Muay Thai for three years, mm. so I would go on a city bus to go to Muay Thai class and then come back. So I was like, damn, like. You know, I'm I'm developing different characteristics that are making me better and better and better, but I'm still falling deep into this mental hole that, like, I need to fucking slap anyone who comes and disrespects me at any cost. Mm-hmm. And so I called him and I told him, like, hey, like, you know, my mom told him, like, hey, come down and, you know, he, 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 we want to talk with you. Bro, you know what this guy told me? He said, don't apologize. The truck's going to get fixed. I understand you. I get what you're going through He said I went through the same shit you did 
That's real as fuck. Woo! I was like, fuck. I was like, you serious? He's like, yeah, dog. I went through the same shit you did. I was like, God damn. I'm not the only motherfucker going through this. And that just put some more heart, some more blood pumping through my heart. And I was Mm. like, okay, cool. Like, so I am human. So I am someone who... I'm acting like this because of a reason. It's not because I want to be this person. Like I said, I'm not this person. I just had to be that person to get through my shit. All that shit I went through is just making me into a different person. Now I have to use it to my advantage. And for me to sit down and apologize to another man, I was like, okay, cool, this shit's working. So I kept self-inflicting obstacles on myself, such as getting a class for Muay Thai and having to get on the bus, get assaulted, but fuck it, you got to get to Muay Thai class and release it all in there. Mm Mm-hmm. And release it all, release it all. It came to a point, bro, where I was at a park and I had got down with some dude. And the first guy to ever introduce me into boxing, I was always, I could always street fight. I could always, you know, spar outside, but never to where, like, you know, boxing yeah. as a whole, the science of yeah, the yeah, sport. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was nothing near it. I was just your normal guy fighting, like nothing crazy. I wasn't the fucking best fighter. I was just fighting. I had it, I have it in me. And, you know, these self-inflicting obstacles started just becoming, you know, better and better and better. And, but the fighting thing wouldn't stop. I just wanted more and more and more. And I had gotten a fucking squabble with this cat. I beat his ass. And Luis Ortiz, which is my very first boxing coach, approached me. He said, hey, I saw you get down. Uh, and he's from Pacoima. Mm. It's all crazy how this shit it just it works. Connects, it, it all connects, yeah, bro. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. crazy. So I clicked with him right away. But at that moment, I was like, nah, I'm not going to learn box." He approached me and he's like, hey, you want to learn how to box? I said, no, I don't want to learn how to box. I don't have money for that shit. Defensive. I can't trust nobody. Mm-hmm. You know? barely trust the fucking bus driver the fuck am I gonna trust this guy coming yeah, up to exactly. me saying this shit for he's like I'll fund it I train you if you say you're as hard as you think you are come to the boxing gym there's real killers in that motherfucker mm. and I took that shit personal I took that shit as a challenge and when somebody challenges me I take that shit very fucking personal mm. till this day I still take that shit personal I get a hop on the city bus bro I'm on the east side. I had to go to Arville by the Palms. Oh, yeah, yeah. That shit's a minute. Yeah, it is, yeah. Fuck, it took me a minute. But fuck it, I left at 3.30, got there at fucking 6. Fly 40 around there. He's like, you made it, kid. I said, fuck yeah, I did. I said, what's up? Who do we need to fight? Yeah. He said, you're tripping. He said, let's learn the basics. Let's start from the beginning. And that's when I got my introduction to boxing. So he didn't even make you fight nobody? No. You think you would have got humbled? Fuck yeah. But I did get humbled. Yeah, 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 yeah. A month after, yeah. I started just getting my ass beat by so many yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah, always. You just... And boxing, not even soccer. Soccer didn't do nothing for the for my, my situation. It really mm. fucking didn't. And I'm here to tell you it fucking didn't. Mm. Boxing changed my life because I got humbled. I had to leave my ego at the door because you walk in there with the ego... There's killers. Yeah, eat you, be, there's killers yeah, in that yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And for you to walk in there to act like you're something, you better act like it. And I wasn't that something. 
So I would always go with a bunch of respect towards everybody. Mm -hmm. Respect, respect, respect. Uh, I had gotten I had gotten two fights at Fight to Fury. So that guy that owned the the boxing gym was Ramon Montano, mm -hmm. who was made with a sparring partner. Yep. This guy was just there to, as a punching bag to get his ass beat by Floyd, bro. Yeah. Truthfully, and but he was a cool cat, and um, I had he I had gotten two fights with Fight to Fury, got my two amateurs there, and you know I had I moved to Arizona. I made my decision. After this whole situation happened with my mom's boyfriend, I realized, like, damn, my mom's happy with him. And even he, him in that, I didn't even say that, but even him in that talk we had, he was like, go to Arizona. I'll help you move out there. We'll help you move. If you need anything, let us know. But I would like to help you guys out, man, and, and, and you know, help be with your mom and respect her. Mm. And I looked him in the fucking eyes, and I said, I just want you to know one thing, dog. If you ever disrespect my mom, if you ever put your hands on my mom, if you ever do anything, I'm gonna fucking come get yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You know I, you know I could, bro. And I'm not even gonna go hurt you. I'm gonna take you the fuck out. That's my mom's. He's like, I'm with you, and he shook my hand. I'm like, damn. Boom. Arizona, baby. God is talking to me. Yep. Hey, go to AZ, do your thing. Boom, I get surgery, do my thing, get through my seasons. And I'm realizing that soccer isn't doing shit for me. It really isn't. It's just making me more mad because there's guys out there. Again, I'm already starting to develop myself into another type of animal. I'm, mm. I'm starting to, to feel like I'm a little different than other people. Even when I dialogue with other people... They're not even this, on the same wavelength as me because I need someone who's been through something to sit down and speak to me about real shit. Do you think it just wasn't high stakes enough for you? Like, like what do you mean? Like, well, I'll say it, it could be like two things, I think, in my brain. Like, soccer gives you that camaraderie and that brotherhood, but it, it kind of is high stakes. Like, you do go out there. It is kind of like war. You do play hard. You mm -hmm. do whatever. But it's not like boxing. Bro. And the second thing is you kind of know you have other people there. And that's that's good in and of itself. Like, mm -hmm. being in a team, being part of Camarderie, something. Camaraderie, yeah, yeah, yeah. But being in there in the, in the ring by yourself. There's only one man <sighs> you have to... You, there's only one person you can depend on. It's you. you. There's nobody else. Nobody's coming to help you. Nobody's coming to hold your hand. Nobody's going to come and, and hold you and tell you everything's going to be... Nope. You out there. If you got a killer in front, you got to kill. There's, there's no... no there's no... Other, there's, there's no, no saving nobody. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? I reiterate that, bro. I'm not going to say soccer didn't do shit to me because you hit a good point. Mm. That shit did bring guys into my life that I fucking adore because they made me laugh. Mm. To me, excuse me, to me, soccer at that time and really my, the whole time was like, to me, I did it for the for the hang with the guys to yeah. chill, laugh, because I needed to laugh. So I started developing humor mm -hmm. as a way to cope yeah. and laughing like you've you've been around us. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, say yeah. some dark, funny shit yeah, like yeah, for sure. we say dark jokes, bro, but we. It's it gets funny. us through, yeah, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. part of just the hang, bro. Bullshit, that's what we do. Yeah. yeah, we bullshit. And that's what has helped me get through, you know, my shit. So I will say soccer did that for me. But, again, I've always been fighting in the street, in the park. Mm -hmm. And I always, 
and this might be a lot, but this is how really connected I am to this to this sport and to what fighting is. That I would I I get erect when I fucking fight, bro. <laughs> For real. Yeah, I remember you said that shit. It's different, bro. <laughs> like I'm not even fucking playing. Yeah, shit. yeah. Like I, even if it's somebody that's gonna beat my ass, I want that shit. Yeah. I want that fucking lick. Like I'm gonna get my lick back. I'm not scared of that bullshit. Like yeah, I yeah. love that. I love that type of adrenaline because I already felt that type of adrenaline when somebody was coming at me trying to take my shit or when I was out at 2 a.m., you know, running through fucking, you know, these crazy guys outside of yeah. these, you know, these homeless people. Like, that adrenaline's already there. But now you're like, there's rules now, Now bro. there's rules. Now, now there's structure. Yeah, now there's now you can focus. respect. Now, now you can focus. Yeah, now you yeah. can breathe more. Now you can understand that this is actual war. Mm. And... It just gives you so much, um, what is that called, bro? So much confidence that you lack for so long. And because there's no ego, there, you have to have ego in boxing because you're fighting another man. And if you don't think you can beat that guy's ass, you ain't, you're yeah. fucked. You're yeah, already yeah. fucked up. It's yeah. like, it's like Ryan Garcia when he just fought and he came out with some gospel music. And Tank came out with some walk of, uh, who was Chief it? Keith. Chief Keith. Yeah, yeah. Love Sosa? It was over. At that point, it was Ooh, over. Yeah. You knew you were fucked. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to come out on some Hail Mary, Tupac, Machiavelli type shit. Yeah, yeah. Some hard ass hood shit to where I'm letting you know, fuck you, motherfucker. I'm gangster too. 100%. And that's what I started to develop now. Is I'm gangster now, but in a different form. I think. Especially fight sports teach you that because, like you said, you have to be confident. You have to be in there knowing I'm ready to kill. But at the same time, it puts you in a place where you can't let your emotions get the best of you. You got to think. Then you lost, bro. Yeah. So you're kind of balancing both, like playing Everything this perfect game of balance. Yeah. And that is like what life is. Yeah. That is like the most important decisions you will ever make in business and your relationships and in school, your career, no matter what, like. That that balance will always exist in everyone if you can find that in boxing, homie. You just broke, homie. You just broke it down, and for everybody listening, y'all better be listening. You just broke it down exactly how it is, bro. Mm -hmm. Because back when you're fighting, it's like in the street or you're at the park, whatever. You get down and you don't think of none of that. Yeah, yeah. But when you're poised, when you're controlled, when you understand, when you feel it from your toes to the the top of your cranium. And you feel every movement, every flow, flu you're fluid. That's scary. Yeah. Like that man is scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you put so much other negativity that has came with this guy's life. That's just scary. That's where I'm at now. Mind you, and I want to get this shit clear to everybody. I'm not training to be Tank Davis. I'm not training to go fight Rolando Romero next week. Mm -hmm. I'm not training for none of that. Honestly. I box and I train because it has saved my life. Mm -hmm. And because every time I continue to do it, every time I continue to go to that boxing gym, lace my boots up, put my my gauze on, put my gloves on, put my mouthpiece, my groin, my headgear, and I'm ready to rock, it's like smoking a joint. And people won't understand what I'm saying until you really do it. Yep. It got to the point to now where my brother boxes now too. And I would try to steer him away from it because I didn't know if he was built that that way. Mm -hmm. 
And it came to the point because he asked me for permission. And I was I gave him the pros and cons. And I was like, you know what, though, bro? Fuck it. Try it. But I gave him an, a proper layout of how to approach a boxing gym, how to warm up, what to do, how to humble yourself, how to leave your ego. Don't be crazy. Do this, do that. Because there's ways to approach a boxing gym. Yeah, 100%. You just don't go in there and fucking yeah, think you're nah, going to rock the yeah, house. Nah, nah, nah. You start from fucking zero. Mm-hmm. And he's game. He's about it. He's that guy, too. So I'm comfortable with that. And the fact that I'm sitting here right now with you and telling you this is the fruit of my labor. It's being in those tough situations. Getting myself myself the fuck out of those tough situations. How are you going to take something when people die on you? Like I had a guy die on me once at a field. He had a stroke and he died on me and we were trying to save him. Mm-hmm. Or when I get off the city bus to go home and I have to walk because we live like on 15th Street, 16th, 17th, 18th Street on Cedar Avenue right there on uh, Civic Center and mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, fucking Lake Mead. And I get off the city bus and by the laundromat where the West Fargo's at, there was a, there's a wall. And I get down, there's a bunch of cops mm-hmm. and it's taped up area. And you just see like, like blood on the wall and like juice is coming down yeah and I walked by cause I used to cut through there and I walked by and um you know the crime scene people are there taking pictures and I'm like what happened and he's like someone's brains and walked away and I was like the fuck like you probably shouldn't even be saying that shit to somebody or even another list some kid who you just saw got off yeah, the fucking exactly. bus with his backpack on like and to me, like, that shit frightened me. Those type of things frightened me. But it just built me into a fucking different fucking animal now. Like, when I tell you to just fucking hold on, I'm telling you to just fucking hold on. That life does get fucking better. I don't have riches. I don't have any of that. But I have my fucking head on my shoulders. My heart where it's supposed to be. My balls where they need to be. And my two feet on the fucking ground. And let me tell you, like, I promise you, no amount of money can buy that. Whoever's listening, bro, like, oh, no, man. you could grow up in the best family ever. You could have won the lottery. No amount of money can buy that. And that itself, like, people die without ever having that. Like, people go their whole lives, and you might be 40. You barely get in there. You might be on your deathbed. You still never had that. Like, to be able to walk through hell and still hold your head up high and, like, have a soft heart. And be able to look at, at your mom and, and or at your little brother and just being like, fuck, man, I'm proud of this kid. Like, I'm sure he looks at you and he's like, fuck, man, like, this is my brother. Like, yeah. and, and that's something like as an older brother, because I got a little brother, too. Yeah. And that's something like as older brothers, like that, that kind of struck a chord with me because like when you go through traumatic shit, like you kind of want to shield them so much away from that. Yeah, but at the same time, you're like, fuck, what if I what if I withheld so much and now they're weak? And then, like, that's that's why you have those doubts putting him in boxing, and you're like, fuck. That's why I let him box. Exactly. That's why I was like, fuck it, do it. And eventually, you just have to kind of, because you see them as your kid now. You're like, that's my responsibility. That's my blood. I gotta gotta raise him. And eventually, you're just like, I gotta let him just, I gotta let him go. Just how I was able to fly. Exactly. He had to fly too. Exactly. Um, But it's crazy you say that, bro. And I, I get really emotional, bro, when I tell you that. The best times of my life were when I didn't have nothing. Mm-hmm. 
And so I'm scared to have something. Yeah. Like I really am, bro. I'm scared to I'm scared to have a lot of money. I'm scared to um Cause this has defined me for so long mm. that I'm like, what is that other world? I wanna seek it so bad, bro. Like I want that shit so bad. I wanna seek the other side where it's peaceful. I can walk my dog outside. People won't judge me. I want to see that side mm. in my life one day. And I know I will accomplish that. I just have to keep working hard and not let go. Mm. But I'm scared to like do any of that because I I resonate so much with the hood. I resonate so much with troubled people. With There was a lady, bro, when we lived in, in California where this is how I got my introduction to the African-American community. Um, we were playing outside. It was a projects, and we we're playing outside. And there was a Morenita, a homeless chick. She was yeah. about six one, six two. Her name was Juanita. That's what my mom named her. And one day we're playing, bro. And uh, out of nowhere, she comes in the house. My mom would cook at that time. She was waiting for my dad to get off of work. Like where my dad worked at La Vallarta, for those who know. And we were. She was cooking up for my dad. And that day, she was making carne. Uh, Tacos de tripa for my dad. Mm -hmm. She came in, walked in the house, and she told my mom she made signals to her mouth saying she's hungry. And my mom caught that. My mom's like, okay, cool, like sit down. So my mom cooked up two tacos, her napkin, and a Coke. And she got up and left. But my mom did that while we were out there playing. Dog, it became a habit. It happened for five years. Every day. Monday through Friday. My mom would cook different things, obviously, for us. Mm. But she always had two tacos at Tripa for the African-American lady. Wow. One day she came out the crib, the African-American American lady, and she sat there in a stool where we were playing, and she was just looking at us. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was scared. So I went up to the apartment, and I told my mom, I'm like, hey, like, why is she looking at us? I saw her come out the apartment. Like, who is she? She's like, mijo, she's one of us. Um, She's hungry. Mm. And... She's taking care of you guys. She said, don't be scared. For my mom to say that about an African-American person or anyone of color and to say she's one of us, that's how deeply rooted I am to the hood. That's how deeply rooted, that's how street I am to the point to where my mom fed for five years someone she didn't even know. Mm. And it came to the point where that chick, the the African Juanita, she was like, I'll do anything for you guys. My dad ended up meeting her. They would throw parties for Juanita when it was her birthday. Mm. My dad my dad worked at Vallarta. He was a manager, so he would bring a pastry for her and a cake. And they'd throw, uh, the, just with the family. Like, we would just, you know, happy birthday. And she would take her cake, dip out. She'd blow the candle and dip out. Mm. And that's how deeply rooted I am to the people. Now my purpose is for the people. I don't do this shit for no type of clout. I don't do this shit. I don't share my story. I don't share my story just because, you Trying know, like, I think something. I'm fucking cool yeah. or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Like, fuck nah. Yeah. Like, now, nowadays people want to use traumatic experiences to become famous and to become cool. Like, cool, it's, it's cool. If, if your purpose is to give game so that others can learn from it and be better... By all means, do your mm. thing. We need these type of fucking people. Mm. But you've gone through nothing and you want to make something and you want to self-inflict 
yeah, something on yourself bro. to yeah. just get a story. Yeah, that shit ain't that shit ain't right. Like you got to go through the trench the trenches, bro. Like this shit. Nah, you got to go through the trenches in order to come out here and try to give some game to anybody. Yep. And I'm no fucking guru. You know, I'm not I'm not someone who can sit here and be like, you subscribe to my channel and yeah, you're going to yeah, change yeah. your life. Nah. nah. You pick up on game with whatever you want to pick up on. It might just be you pick up one thing from this conversation, but that one thing, just like all those moments in your life, like, it's so crazy, though, like, because I see the same thing in my life. And it's so crazy how it just feels, like, so destined to happen. It feels like all these things are just, like you said, they're all related. You're like, fuck, man. At the time, I had no idea. Now I can look back at, like, this whole movie that's been my life. Oh, my and God. I just see everything. And I'm like, it all had a purpose, It's bro. so beautiful. It, I know, 100%. But one thing I kind of want to touch on is, like, when you tell me, like, you're afraid to, to have something, I think that comes from, like, being afraid because you're so used to not having anything to lose. You're like I can go 100% in like I, I don't I don't care to yeah. take a risk but having something to lose that's fucking scary like Bro. like imagine like you have a a child or you have like a business or like now like you you build something and now you're helping so many people and you're like fuck if I lose like everything goes down with me but I'll tell you have you ever heard the expression like um it's in you not on you No so uh, people usually say it like um, like someone like like you said like some, there's people that'll they haven't really been through anything but they get on here and they'll be like oh yeah like I was in the streets I was doing this I was doing that and you're like bro you can tell when someone's there because you don't talk about that shit like mm. it's good bro mm. like nobody wants to be there no the fuck, fuck no. wants to be there so we say like it's not on you it's in you like you can mm. tell when it's inside right yeah. so what I mean to say by that is like just because like you are from the hood just because like that resonates with you that's you at your core like someone who's of the people who's like from a humble family who who, who just wants to help like that's in you it doesn't have to be on you oh it shouldn't have to define who it does I am, it doesn't huh? it doesn't like you don't have to live there forever I in order that. for that to be you yeah if that I makes that. sense I f absolutely yeah. bro no that's true bro and i feel like I feel like I've done a pretty good job with that you mm -hmm. know because like for example like i'll be put i'll be put in like a professional setting I don't cuss. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. I've even gone so deep into perfecting who I am as a person, bro, to the point to where I seek different words as far as dialogue mm -hmm. to have a better conversation with people. I seek different things now. I, I don't seek pleasures anymore. Mm -hmm. I seek more so what am I going to what's going to use be used to my advantage to make me into a stronger person. Yeah. Um. My goal now, bro, is. I can't get married and I can't have a kids until I outwork my dad, until I do what he couldn't do mm. so that I can be a better father. I can be a better sibling. I can be a better son. I can be a better husband. Mm. And if I don't have that down, there's no fucking way I'm going to do it. Yeah, That's how I'm that invested in sculpting myself back and even a more dangerous person now, and I mean dangerous in a good way, bro. In a good way, yeah, yeah. Like I'm coming from mines, bro. Mm -hmm. Whatever the fuck I couldn't have in these past eight years, guess guess the fuck what I'm gonna go get it, mm -hmm. regardless of whatever the fuck it takes, whatever. And to me, I went to college, bro, not for the diploma. I can tell you guys right now, school ain't gonna do shit. Yeah, hell no. <laughs> school ain't gonna do shit for you. Nah. How the fuck does a landscaping guy have have a whole ass business? Yeah. Lives 
right under the ridges in Summerlin. And he's cool, and he never went to school, but he has a a striving business. You don't need that shit. No. But again, I'm that type of cat to where I like to put self-inflicted obstacles within my path so that I can start molding myself to become a fucking animal. Just to conquer that. Conquer that shit and to tell myself, okay, you did that. What the fuck else can you do? Exactly. So I went to school, self-funded, university, everything. No help from no fucking body. Nobody. Illegal, mind you. Illegal. DACA. I have DACA. Yeah. There's been people, when I was in Juco, that helped me out. Shout out to everyone who helped me out. My professors, one day gave me a fucking uh, a money order to go pay for my fucking uh, DACA, which is fucking great. I still communicate. I always go back and remind people how important they were in my life. My boy Aldo gave me, two, I remember, 400 bucks to pay my tuition. So all these people are just angels, bro. Mm-hmm. But when I got to university, I was like, nah, I got this shit. Let's figure this shit out. Yeah. I was in another state. I was paying rent. You know, I was leaving at that time, you know, my girlfriend, no longer together. But at that time, my girl, learning how to live with a girlfriend, how to be a good a good boyfriend. Mind you, I don't have the tools for that. Yeah. I don't have I don't have a father figure who told me, hey, treat a girl like this. So I had flaws. You know, we broke up. Because of some flaws I had, bro. Like, mind you, no cheating, none of that. It's just, you know, I don't have the tools to be a boyfriend yet. Which is why I'm saying that my my a goal for me is to become a better man, bro. To become, you know, someone that, you know, my wife can trust. Mm-hmm. Someone where the kids could come at me and be like, hey, dad, you know what? I'm stuck in a little dilemma. Mm-hmm. How can you help me out? Well, check this out, peep game. I got you. You get what, you get what I'm saying? Like, to Absolutely. that confident to where I Absolutely. can be like, you know what? I, what what do we what do we need to accomplish? Let's what get this need, shit going. Bro? Like the the rest of the rest of life becomes so easy once you've been After like so much at shit, the bro. fucking Ooh, bottom, bro. Boy, it's like the sun is shining now. Oh like, my people god, people are complaining because it might be raining a little bit. I'm like, y'all haven't seen rain, bro. Y'all have yeah. not seen rain, bro. Life is life becomes so easy when you just hold on. Yeah, just hold the fuck on. Hold on. There I'm was gonna, there was this quote that was like. um like the best way to approach life, like a lot of people approach it like a sprint. Like, oh, if someone else is running faster than me, they're gonna get to the finish line. What's the one way you can guarantee a win? Is you don't make it a sprint, you make it a marathon in a never ending marathon. Nipsey like, fucking hustle. Because, because now when when the race is never over, all you have to do is ru- keep running. Exactly. Just keep running. You're never gonna lose because life the race is about ain't endurance, over. bro. Yeah. Life is about endurance. Yeah. How durable are you? How durable are you? That's why I was always a runner. Yep. When all these people weren't running, all of a sudden now everyone's running. Now everyone wants to box. Mind you, it's a beautiful. It's beautiful to see. Mm-hmm. I love empowering people. Yeah, do yeah. it. Do you. But I was running and people were beeping at me like I was fucking crazy. Yep. At 3 p.m. when it was hot as fuck. So to me, I wasn't running because I wanted to be a good athlete. Yeah, it came with it. But I knew that I needed endurance for this shit. Mm-hmm. I needed to good, feel good fucking physically. And drain myself physically so that I had no longer any energy to do anything else. Mm-hmm. And steer my way away from all that other bullshit. Right. So I was game. I was always game for all this shit, bro. I just didn't understand how I was going to do it. And if I can sit here and tell you that I have a blueprint for this shit, I'm lying to you. I don't have no fucking blueprint for this. You're just going to have to go through your own grind and 
Yeah. Figure it out as you go. All you all you can really share is your story, and then people whatever, pick up from there. Whatever, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. And, and you, it's so crazy because like whatever resonates to you, that's exactly what you have to hear. Like exactly. whoever's listening to this, whatever stands out to you and makes sense, take that and run, bro. Because it's not gonna be the exact same way. No. Some Fuck people no. might take ten years. Some people might do it in three exactly. years. Like you don't know. You don't but know. But at the end of the day, like the the patterns are more or less gonna be the same. The lessons you have to learn are gonna be the same. Exactly. Like, like the way you approach things might be like maybe someone else finds it in soccer and you find it in boxing. Who knows? But different at stories. End, at the end of the day, like if you really look at the the baseline, the actual like core of the story, they're all gonna be same basically shit. the same. Same know? shit, bro. Same shit. Same shit. Same feeling and. Um, you know, just do your best, you know, for any, anyone listening, man, just do your best, appreciate what you have, and don't ever hold your, he- your head down. Mm. Always walk with your fucking chin up, chest out, you know, and hum- not an ego, in an egotistic way like the gym bros, but, you know, <laughs> like, just yeah. Confidence, be confident man. in yourself yeah. that you're going to get through this shit, that mm. there's people that are rooting for you, and and the more you, you know, you sit there and, and you think about the negative, more negative will come you know i always sit down bro and i and i think i'm like fuck i get emotional because i sit and i think and i was talking to my brother about this imagine if my dad we're in this room right Mm -hmm. and imagine my dad just popped up right now Mm -hmm. what would he say you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah would he trip out on me would he be like Damn, I never thought you had this shit in you. Would he cuss at me? Would he yell at me? Would he be mad? Would he be proud? I don't know. But that would be cool, bro. So for him to see kind of what I'm doing now, what I'm trying to do in life. And uh, yeah, dog, just to sit and have a conversation with him just mm-hmm. one more time. And just to lay it all out there, bro. And just tell him where my heart's at now. And how much I, how much I've came, how far I've came, and how much I'm trying real hard to steal my brother and my family into the right direction, mm-hmm. you know. And thanks God, thank the God, and and you know to everyone who supports us, man. Our, my family's doing beautiful, bro. My brother's striving; he's becoming a man, a good man. You proud and of I feel it? like I'm, I feel like I'm doing my job, bro. Are you proud of your brother? What does your brother mean to you? It's the world. People don't get it, bro. People don't, people don't fucking get it. Ah, uh, he's everything, bro. I had a kill for this motherfucker. Hell yeah. I'm sorry, I was getting emotional, bro. Nah, bro. Like. Some real I shit. live for my brother, bro. To, to put it to you that way, bro. Yep. I live for my carnal. Like I live for that kid, and uh, all I my goal is I can live in a cardboard box for the rest of my fucking life. As long as he's good. As long as my brother's good, and my God, and my family's good, I can give a fuck about me, bro. Mm-hmm. But it's just part of my story in which, you know, I gotta be present, and the harder I fight, the better things come. But you know, if any one of you has any loved ones out there, man, just give them a hug. Tell them you love them, man. Always remember them for who they are. You know, now I sit back and I realize that just how I sit down and I tell myself, you know what, bro? You don't have the tools to have, a, you know, maybe to live with a girl yet. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have the tools for that. 
And I say and I think and I'm like, you know what? I can't fucking bash my dad. This guy grew up like a fucking dog. His dad didn't give a fuck about him. His mom never gave a fuck about him. Like, I don't even consider him a grandma or grandpa. Like, my grandpa's dead. I did I did love my grandpa. He was cool, but he was still a piece, you know, yeah. hard dude. Yeah, yeah. And they never gave him tools either. He didn't know how to take all this. So who the fuck am I to... Who the fuck am I to judge him? And now I'm like, fuck, if my dad were to be sick right now in that situation right now with his addiction and everything, and me being me in this form, who I am now, mm-hmm. shit would have been an easy task to get him out that shit. That's how much I've came mm-hmm. mentally mm-hmm. to where I can tell you that if my dad were alive right now, he would be straight. But sometimes people got to go in order for you to be better and change. I think in some way, even though it's fucked up, you wouldn't be where you are if whatever happened didn't happen. You know, I prayed before my dad passed Mm -hmm. because I was scared to see him shot dead, thrown in a ditch somewhere. I prayed to God a month before he died. He was out in the street running muck. I prayed that God, if it's your will to take him, just take him. And a month later, he took him. At first, I felt like shit about it. But if he would have stayed alive, he would have been in a fucking vegetable or something crazy. And you would have suffered. I, I would have suffered even more. Mm-hmm. He would have fucking suffered. Yeah, he suffered. So my mom was like, nah, like, he can go. Like, it's time, you know. And she made the decision that not to save him, take the tubes out. You know, that's it. And, uh, you know, and I have, I I tend to have this type of personality, bro, because, and quickly, a little story before we finish. My dad, when he was in the ICU, uh, he was with, there was another, he was my dad and there was another uh, guy next to him, Mm. a gringo. And my dad no longer could move. He could no longer go to the restroom. He could no longer move or go to the restroom. And so he had one of the, what is that thing called, bro? When you have to pee and it goes through like a little tube. A catheter, I think. A fucking catheter. Yeah. So he would pee, pee in that. And one day, I think my dad moved to like fix himself. Or he put that fucking, because the hospital bed, those shit move. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that catheter, the the bo- the little tube where the piss was at, he it fell. So he ain't cleaning that shit up. The nurses are. So one day these nurses came in, a guy and a chick, and they were being hella racist to my dad. Mind you, the other guy on the other side, the other patient, the gringo was listening. Mm-hmm. And they were being like, this fuck, this dirty fucking Mexican, this and that, he's fucking disgusting. My dad was fucking tubed up, bro. Can't fucking move. Yeah. What the fuck do you think you are? So my sister finds out. My sister is the ultimate fighter. My sister would fight every bully in school. We went to Monaco High School. Mm. And she fought every single bully in school. And I mean that shit because I was there witnessing that shit. My sister was gangster like that. They would come get her from the house and knock on our door when my dad was alive. And my dad would be like, they're looking for you. 
And it was this chick, Olga, who was a fucking cholota. I heard she mm. had like four siblings, guys, cholotes from the east side. And my dad's like, you got to go handle. My sister put her hair up, boom, boom, squabbled, beat her ass, came back inside. So I come from, that's my. That's the cut you, that's, that's the, the clock cu- you cut from. Yeah, bro. So, yeah. and my dad never tripped. Yeah. I came back in the house and my dad was like, uh, I was like, hey, dad, Jasmine did this, you know, she whooped her ass. My dad was like, mm. okay. Mm. Nothing crazy to, to him. It was just fucking. My dad was a fighter too, man. That was a street guy. And uh, so I come from that cloth. So at this time, my sister finds out. I didn't know not, none of this shit until later on. My sister finds out that they were being racist to my dad and talking shit. Tell me when my sister goes to the UMC. And she goes directly to the room where my dad's at. She sees my dad. She has a conversation with the white guy. And the guy tells her everything. Mm hmm. Bro, my sister fucking goes crazy. My sister turned that UMC upside the fuck down. She went through every floor, throwing shit, kicking shit, yelling at shit, almost beating up people she didn't need to beat up. Every floor, every front desk, she fucked up. Like, they had to almost shut down that fucking floor because of my fucking sister. She was finding the people that were being piece of shit to my dad. Mm -hmm. And they fucking left. They wanted. They had wanted no part. My sister. When I tell you, my sister was through every floor, saying, "Where the fuck are these guys at?" Like this and that. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. wanted her lick back, because you weren't about to do that. Which is why I'm saying I'm cut from that type of cloth. Like I've seen my sister do these type of things, and it's like, who the fuck is anybody to disrespect anybody? So now when I see somebody disrespecting somebody else, it's like, of course I'm gonna do something about mm-hmm. it, right? And it's like. Boxing gives me that opportunity to help people, right? There's this young guy that hit me up not too long ago. He's from the soccer team at school, um, and he was he's mentally unstable. Mm. He's You can say a little mentally weak, and I say that with a lot of respect to my boy, but it's the truth. Very soft, mm. you know, and, and not a bad way. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And he's like, hey, bro, I need help. I'm, I can't mentally. I'm drowning. Like, I just can't. I said, come to the boxing gym. I got you. He goes from 12 p.m. now to 4 p.m. He's fucking addicted. He's like, this is changing my life, dog. Boxing does something, bro. Yeah, it does. Like, I'm so invested now to the point to where people are like, hey, are you going to fighting anytime soon? What are you fighting for? I'm yeah, like, dog. Yeah, yeah. This just keeps me happy. Yeah. This just makes me me. Yeah. I could go to the gym and there's nobody fucking judging me. The guy over there probably had it harder than me. So fuck yeah, I love to fucking box. I love that shit. Like I said, I'm not training for no fucking Javante Davis. I'm not training to be on fucking the zone. But if it comes, it comes. But if it fucking comes, then I'll take that shit with full fucking open arms, bro. A million. Fuck a million yeah. I'll take a fucking out, million. Yeah. I'll get. If yeah, you yeah. tell me right now to get in the ring with fucking Tank Davis yeah. for a mil, fuck it, yeah. Sign me up. Get knocked the fuck out, and I'm going to be in that UMC center like my dad pretty fucking soon, if you ask me. You know, so, you know. I'm game now, bro. Yeah, I'm yeah, game yeah. now, and you know I try to spread my word now. I created the podcast for that reason to try to spread the word and spread awareness, and you know I'll throw in some information about you know my story, what I can relate to with my guests. But you know it's to give shine to my guests. You know exactly. the, what? What's your story? Like, what do you have to offer for these people? Like, you know, counseling is fucking expensive nowadays. Counseling and 
you know, all these other things. Yeah, there's resources, but how good is really that resource? Because yeah, I've yeah. been to resource centers where they say they'll give you this resource, but guess what? Oh, but you can't go too deep. That's too much. What the fuck? Yeah, what am I here for? What? I Googled how, this shit. So yeah. you don't want to hear how I almost fucking killed myself, yeah. but you want to hear about something lighter? That's not the point. I wanted, I need to get to the root of the problem so I can fix my problem. I've had that happen to me, bro. To where I've gone because it's cheap. Oh, well, we can't get too deep. Yeah. What the fuck? So what do I need to do? Well, okay, guess what? I'll just go blast my head off. That's what these people are doing nowadays. It's like, no, there needs to be resources. And not even that, but I feel like from someone that relates to you. Exactly. Then, like, you talk to people and they're like, well, just don't feel like, bro, you don't know what the <laughs> you fuck You don't know what you're talking about. Is, bro. You don't know how deep this shit goes, you know? Oh, well, try hard. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, I haven't tried yeah, my hardest. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, huh? yeah. like, if I don't, if fuck, I'm I not drained. Think, I didn't think of that, bro. Yeah, you're I right. Wow, yeah, you're yeah. right. You're such a genius, <laughs> yeah. Einstein. Yeah. What the fuck? And, but that's what I'm saying, yeah, though, yeah. you know, and that's why I created the podcast because I was like, you know what? I'm going to see, you know, maybe I'm not the best for right now at dialoguing or whatever the case may be, but... You grow into it. You grow into like it, man. And like I said, a challenge to me is a fucking challenge. Yeah. You know, it's helping me and it's helping me as therapy, you know, oh, being bro. able to speak yeah, to people. It's yeah. the most beautiful fucking thing. It's dog. like I'm learning so much from everybody I talk to. It's crazy. To, Same with like, me. Y'all really think I like you got it over on me, but nah, nah. Really, this is my theory. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which is fucking beautiful, bro. Yeah. And it allows you to see a different perspective. Yeah. Like I can say one thing and you might disagree. And I'm now at the point in my life where I'm like, Oh fuck! I can see that shit though. Yeah, yeah. I can see that shit. Yeah. Like now with all this politic type shit, mind you, I don't like politics. Yeah. But I'm like, mm, okay, I can see your side too. Like, what yeah, the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And then when I, I, me knowing that I'm at that point, I'm like, oh damn, I'm gonna change, motherfucker. Like usually I'd be like, you're crazy as fuck, yeah, like yeah, you know. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh cool, like I get it. So you know, just being understanding and understanding where you stand in this world, and you know, a little advice I can give the people is just remember. That there's so many plat- planets planets on this on this earth. There's so many big things on this world, right? Mm-hmm. You go to outer space. You go to the let's not take it too far. You go. You're on a plane, right? And yeah, you look yeah. down, and you see a micro speck, which is a micro speck is land. You know how you see land, and yeah, it's yeah. so proportionate. But then you get to land, and then there's people. Yeah. And that's a microspace, something very small. We're the sm- one of the smallest things on this planet. Is a fucking is, they're humans. Yeah, yeah. So for us to regard ourselves to a status of something higher, something bigger than the universe, something bigger than this planet, something bigger than another planet, you're fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Be you, stay you, stay true to yourself, stay true to your grind, and whatever anybody wants to fucking tell you, use it. If it doesn't work for you, discard of it. Yeah, but try to use that to shit. Yeah. Don't 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 block any anything off because all this game that people give you, like the dude at the fucking bus station who got me on fucking track and was like, "Hey, guess what, Carnalito? Just hold on, your time will come." Twenty twenty three. Time's here, my, baby. My time is here, dog, and I'm is ready there? to take the fucking world by its balls and make it mine. I'm gonna. I don't care what anyone says. Would you finally say like, for me, I always kind of define it like there's a period in time where you kind of use negativity as a fuel to power everything yeah and it works it works so well and you kind of yeah. fall in love with it like it's just like fuck dude, i can conquer anything because i can get to this really yeah. dark place 
But when you find that same ability to take positivity, like bro, you're so free. It's like, like it's, fucking Thanos when so he puts f- when he puts the fucking glove on yep. the jewels and shit, and you're just like, God damn, you're so free because you're like now I'm happy. Yeah, and I take happiness to fuel more happiness. Like so, I don't have to sit in the dark and yeah. think about all this shit just yeah. to be able to go out there and kill. Like now I can like fuck. Yeah, I got a better purpose now. So check this out, right? Peep game. So. Uh, three years ago, mm. I sat down and I was like, "What the fuck?" Again, I would always think to myself, "Like, when the fuck is this gonna stop?" Like, bro, this is too fucking much for somebody. Like, just fucking stop. And I was thinking to myself, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, okay, I'm doing bad. My life is going like shit. What if I do good? What the fuck comes with that? Yeah. So I'm seeing now I was trying to see the other side. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I've tried to do this big badass type shit. That shit ain't working because bad is coming with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me try to be better. And about two years now, I've been on this journey to where I want to empower people. I want to motivate people. I want to help people. You know, if you ask me for something... You damn fucking, you damn fucking sure, you sure as fuck I'm gonna be there to help you out, you know? Like, now I wanna spread my story because now I can speak about it and fuck around the topic, you know? Like, now I make jokes about my dad, you know, and fucking laugh about it. Like, Mm -hmm. man, leave that motherfucker down there. Like, uh, he's cool down there. Leave him there. He's gonna (laughs) run amok out here. So, you know, I joke around like that, but it's like because I've came to that point to where now I'm like, now I see y'all good, bro. Like, now I really see the good in people. Like, now, bro, like, even the cats who disrespected me back then, it's like, man, fool, like. You were probably going through something. Yeah, I I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel you now. Like, I get you, dog. Like, don't even trip. Don't apologize. Don't nothing. You know, and just becoming a better person, bro. You know, and one important thing I can say about this is I was, my faith has always been strong. And I'm a Catholic. I was going to ask you that. Are you religious? Very religious, bro. I came from a, uh. A very religious grandma who were rosarios every night in the morning. Mm-hmm. I hated that shit. But my grandma, when they told me when my dad had passed away, she's like, uh, God will always be with you. When you feel alone, speak to him. Mm-hmm. And it helped me. And, you know, you don't have to be Catholic. You can just be grounded. Just to be grounded with something. Yeah, yeah. It can be Buddha. It can be weed it can but keeps you grounded but keeps you constantly producing something mm. right you can't be fucking lazy and think that you the universe is gonna read this the book of the secret and think that oh yeah the law of attraction is gonna come yeah fuck that you gotta work for that exactly, shit you yeah. gotta go do it but have that faith faith keeps you grounded it keeps you something to go to when you feel lost and alone mm. mind you it might not be real and there might be some other higher power but just because, for the sake of what's going on, having faith got me through a lot. Mm-hmm. I went through a lot of re- dog. I went to like six retreats. Like, like when I tell you retreats, I don't mean like a little retreat where you go on a picnic, you talk about each other's life. I went to retreats, grown men retreats, where men who, um, these were churches retreats. Uh, mind you, I was never one to really go to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. My faith was just strong. I mm-hmm. knew that God was there, and I always speak to Him. I'm not going to see him and be like, oh, I read the Rosario, yeah, 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 yeah. all that. No, not really. But 
I would go to these retreats that the that the mind you people were paying for these retreats for me. They're like, hey, they're gonna help you go go go. And I was like, okay, cool, I'm game for that shit. And because I wanted change, I wanted better. And these were retreats where men were, you know, rapists, hard men. Mm. So they would expose you and they would tell you things that were very harsh. I'm 22. I'm like, what the fuck? This is crazy. Like, they're coming at you, like, on some grown man shit. Like, they ain't no pity for you. Get the fuck up. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? But I can't find no one there. Yeah. I can't do nothing. I just got to mind my P's and Q's. And the only reason why I would go to these retreats was because my two twin uncles would go with us. Mm. And I was like, well, okay, cool. I feel comfortable. Well, as soon as we got there, they would separate the fuck out of us because they knew they were my uncles. But... I always seeked and I always had faith. So, you know, like now I'll go to the Santissimo and I'll go sit down and I'll speak to God for a little bit and I'll thank him for everything he gives me. But I don't thank him to, I don't ask him to give me anything. That is like one thing I always say mm -hmm. is I always say the same exact shit, bro. Yeah, like it's important. A lot of people go to God and like, give me this. If you give me this, I'll do nah, this. Homie. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Nah. Like, if God he is, ain't giving you shit and that, you, that's the case if God is God right if we say God is like the most merciful being yeah. the most loving being you got everything Facts. you need even no matter how low you think you are how dark it is for you how yeah. shitty life is like God gave you that because that's like all you need that's all you need, all you need that's homie. all you need so wherever you are like Thank you, God, for, for putting this in my yeah. life. Thank you, God, for the obstacles that made me the man I am today. Yeah. Thank you, God, for the difficulties that made me strong so I could be a better man to my family, mm -hmm. so I could better be so I could be a better man to my girls, so I could be a better man for everybody. everybody. Yeah. It's crazy. That's yeah, real, bro. bro. That's where I was going too. Like, you know, I sit down and um I really sit down and I'm like, you know what, God? You know, I, first and foremost, you know, I thank you for everything you've given me. I thank you for allowing me to still be here standing in front of you, um, in your house and and thanking you for having me here with you. Um, but most importantly, you know, I hope you have my dad in a sacred place. I hope you have him in a high standard where he, you know, maybe should be because of all his pain. But also, I want to ask you for strength. I want to ask you for, for, I want to ask you to, to keep me poised. I want to ask you to give me opportunities, you know. But I don't ask for God, I ask for viewers. God, I you ask for You don't ask money. for the rewards. You ask for the ability the strength to get there. To get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. ask for these tools to maybe yeah. make this process easier. Allow me to. Allow me yeah, to exactly. have, um, you know, whatever you're looking for. But, and I tell you, because my grandma, you know, she broke it down to me. She's like, that's not how you ask. You don't ask God for fucking money. Yeah. You ask God for. A job. A job. Yeah. The opportunity. Someone to connect you to that job. Like. And before you know it, dog, my life just started pieces to the puzzle. Just started coming together. And I sat, I would, I sit down, a lot, bro. I walk outside every night. Mm -hmm. I'm a lot, I'm a big thinker. Mm -hmm. I think a lot. I would get in trouble by my ex because I would go outside and, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll smoke a joint. Uh, and, uh, why are you thinking of <laughs> No, for real though, yeah. because I would, you, I would take 35 laps around my apartment complex. Oh, yeah, yeah. For two hours. Yeah. And just think, 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 think. And that's one thing that has helped me because it has helped me. You know, and I, you know, for the listeners, I don't smoke cannabis like, oh, you know, I'm a cannabis user. 
I smoke cannabis because it takes me into the place in which I never knew I could get to. Mm. I never knew I can get to a place in which, um, mind you, it ha I could do it without cannabis, but I use cannabis moderately, you know. As um, a tool, you would say. Yeah, 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 and just at night. You'll never catch me high during the day. To me, it's a disrespect for for people I'm speaking to. You know, it's just a disrespect, and I don't want to hold my mom into that. I don't want to put my mom in that position because when people see who I am, my mom always said, you better respect my fucking name. And you, any message I get back from somebody about you, it better be fucking good. If not, you're getting the fuck out of that house. That's, mm -hmm. what that's how my mom put it. So mm -hmm. I hold that shit tight. And, you know, I uh, and I think a lot, bro. I think a lot. and But I think a lot to the point to where I analyze the stupid shit I do. Yeah. Like I'll, at night, today, I'll maybe go take a walk. You know, I'm not in my environment. I'm not back home. But I'll go walk what I can. And I'll think, okay, what, what didn't I do good today? How can I fix that? How can I speak to this person better? Mm. Okay, cool. We'll get that shit going. And you just build this fucking person that you never thought you would be by just going back there and seeing your fucking flaws. Because everyone wants to talk about how great they do and how good they do. Like, nah. Like, you know, I had a fucking eating disorder. You know, I was weighing 180 pounds, bro. And it's like, why not talk about that failure? Yeah. Why not talk about how... You're posting about how you're such in shape, but really those are old ass pictures. Why don't you post about you now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's how I. That's the way I function. It's like, you know, you got to go back and see the bad too. Like you got to go back and see that shit because if not, what is the story then? Like, how bad did you have to work to get to where you are now? Yeah, and that shit's gratifying when you really sit back and you're like, fuck. That shit took a well and a half, <laughs> you know, to get it, to here. It makes it worth something. Oh, it, yeah. It bro. makes it, like, fulfilling. Because otherwise, it's like, I don't really. There's no fucking purpose. Yeah, like, I don't really care. Yeah. Like, do I really care? Do I really care that I'm here? But no, but, like, everything that led me up to here makes it mean yeah. something. So. I love it, bro. I love the. I love storytelling. I love my story. And I'm not saying that shit in, like, a fucking, nah, you know, like being fruity, proud of it. Way. I'm proud of yeah, it, bro. 100%. I'm proud of it because regardless from fucking day one, I was already a statistic already as it is yep. by being a fucking DACA student, by being an illegal immigrant coming to the U.S. and trying to accomplish something. But you want me to tell you something, bro? I've done a lot of good, bro. I've done a lot of good, and that's why I'm in the place I am now. And I feel fucking empowered. I feel like nothing can fucking stop me yeah. right now. And that's, I tell you that very yeah, sincerely, yeah. bro. And I feel it physically. I it, In boxing, I'm a fucking savage. I'm becoming a savage. I'm not where I need to be, but I'm becoming different. And now it's to the point to where I'm like getting told, when's your next fight? When's your next professional fight? Like, I'm not even there. I don't even hold myself to that standard. And so that's scary. Chill. That's scary as fuck. Yeah. But it comes with it. And I'm game for anything yeah. that life comes with. So fuck it. I'm do wanting to do whatever. But what's next for you? I guess like you have everything you've been to. You've 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 basically like right now I see it as like you're on top of the canyon. Like yeah. you climbed the fucking canyon. Yeah. You scaled the fucking wall. Yeah. yeah, you had times where you fucking fell, you were hurt, you got scratched. Now you're at the top, bro. You're seeing the sun fucking rise. It's it's very it's morning right now. It's fucking crazy. It's morning every morning, fucking day. Bro. You have morning. It's morning and you just you get to choose whatever the fuck you want to make of the day. What is the next step for you? Like, what what do you see in like the near future? Like, what's your your maybe like longer term goals? Like, what 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 things are there for you? What my, do you want there for you? My longer my long term goal for me is to 
touch whoever's heart I can, bro. Um, I want the podcast to be to get big. Obviously, I want my podcast, my platform, and I also wish that upon you as well, man. Absolutely, bro. To Thank where I want that. I want the pod to get big enough to where there's a bigger audience seeing me. There's a bigger audience. There's so much I need to say, bro. And again, it'll take me four fucking hours sitting yeah, here to yeah, fucking yeah, really yeah. sit down and break yep. it down for you. And you might not. There might be shit you miss. Like it there's so take, much shit I miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But guess 100%. what? I can't dwell on that. Yeah, we got yeah, yeah. we're, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. on time schedule, and yeah. I get it. We're professionals, well, yeah. but there's so much more I need to say. I'd love to get on, you know, like a TED talk, speak an audience, like speak at schools. I want to do that. Mm. Um, obviously, I want to create wealth for my family yeah um, we never really came from wealth so to be able to finally settle down in a home um actually this weekend that's why i'm here in vegas is because i met with the realtor on friday uh fucking yesterday yesterday to start getting the process going to get my mom's a house you know just things like that bro that you know for people it might not be again graduating you know next month like all these things bro it's like to me Personally, I mean, I'd already, I'd already made it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd already made that shit, bro. Like, fuck the money. Fuck anything else. If I can just uh, touch a heart and help somebody else, I mean, I'd already made it. If life wants to gift me with wealth and cool car nice car because i drive a fuck fucked up little van <laughs> but if life wants to give me all that let it come i'm more than happy to fucking take it yep. um but yeah my long-term goal is that bro is to be a better man to be something unbreakable i'm not you won't break me i don't care what you are who you are what type of form you come in i'm not fucking breaking i'm not fucking bending over for you and i'm not fucking folding to the rules of fucking life I'm not doing that shit. What the fuck hasn't life already showed me that I don't already know? Exactly. But also, I'm still game for what's to come because I know some other shit's coming. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but I not, see, now I but, laugh about that it, shit. But, it, but it's so exciting. Bro. Oh, I, oh exciting, my God. I get erect when I fucking yeah, know bro. something's coming. I'm like, like oh, even yeah. This shit, I'm like, fuck, bro. Like, imagine like in three months when I'm fucking more episodes in. Fucking doing all this shit I'm like fuck bro It's gonna be worth it and Oh like, my god All the stress is gonna come yeah. I'm ready who for fuck it. it Who gives I'm a fuck We were it, just bro. talking about right now How How, <laughs> how stressful this shit It's a pain in the ass Pain in the bro. ass To have your own shit yeah, To yeah, yeah. have to upload Have to do all this other stuff Like It's a pain in the ass But it's what you're saying Like How game are you yeah. how, how game bad, fucking how are you How bad do you want it How bad do you fucking want it Do you want really it? want it Cause you want the followers And you wanna oh, look cool yeah. Like do you really Really and you know what? Shit, shit doesn't work out when you do it for the wrong reason. Yeah, don't. You do it for the right reason. You do it for what you where your heart's at. Yeah, obviously, you want some bread. Yeah, you want some little bit of cloud. Like I've been, you know, I feel this way, bro. I feel like, man, I've been stuck in a fucking cave. I, I'm, I wasn't really a chicks. Really didn't, didn't even pay me attention, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, now I'm like. You know, like, let's fucking yeah. go. Like, I'm ready to rock. I'm, like, I'm flourishing right now. Like, yeah, yo, yeah. I need, I'll take any applications yeah. right now. But, uh, but yeah, bro, you're just game for anything. And it's, and it's that, bro. Like, you got to be fucking game. Just, you know, comes uh, down to that shit, bro. 
All right, man. I think this has been one of the best episodes we've ever had, bro. Yeah, I appreciate you me, so much for coming, bro. Yeah, I know you were here on 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 business, not here yeah. for a very long time, yeah, but cool. I really, business, really appreciate. Man. Yeah, I really, really appreciate you coming out. Thank you, bro, and I really appreciate you having me on your on your platform. And uh, like I said, vice versa, I'll have you on mine, bro. I'm Absolutely, gonna get to know bro. you. Absolutely, I want to dive deeper into who you are as a person. For sure, bro. Um, I already kind of get the gist of who you are, bro, because I can read people. My intuition is pretty fucking good. I'm a street guy, like I said. That yeah. shit, you develop that shit like nothing. Yeah, you can see a thief when you see this motherfucker. Yeah. Like, I can tell this motherfucker's gonna take my shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I get that from you, bro. You're a good guy, man. And you know, for other listeners listening. Peep game, man. Don't don't be closed off to the world and and try to see things from a different perspective, not just your own perspective. You're not the only you're not the only diamond in this fucking world. There's others that are rusty. Yep. And when they become actual diamonds, you better be you better watch the fuck out. Hundred percent, bro. These motherfuckers are coming at you, and uh, I see you in that regard. So I wish much success to you and your platform, bro. I like I said, I thank you for having me on and allowing me to, you know. Take this all in, bro, and experience what it is to sit down and, and dialogue with someone. Is it, is it different being on the other side? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Super yeah. fucking different, bro, because um, I'm vulnerable now. Like, I'm the one. I have to get vulnerable in yeah, order yeah, for yeah. people to really understand what I'm trying to say. Like, I have to give you this shit raw. If not, it's not going to work out a different way. You won't be able to peep game if I give it to you, you know, strategized or you yeah, know yeah. on a notepad Rehearse, like, this yeah. is just coming from my fucking brain yeah, from yeah. what i can remember from what really happened right and i wanted a per another person on here with me today like my brother he couldn't come on but you know there's validation in all this bro there's nothing that I, i'm saying that isn't fucking like oh you know he's make trust like I'm, i don't i'm no I, one to say here. like i wish it was fake yeah i wish yeah, this shit exactly, was fucking fake. Exactly. i wish i wish exactly, i grew up and i had a jeep i pulled yeah, up in a jeep yeah. and you know the i wasn't fuck? wearing the same sweats for three fucking days exactly now. bro that's what i really wish yeah but nah it's yeah. not about that man so enjoy your life enjoy the people around you enjoy what life gives you don't be afraid of obstacles take every obstacle by the balls and make it yours that's all i have to fucking say really and hold on tight man hold on tight I thank you again, bro. I really Absolutely, appreciate bro. your time, man. Likewise, Seriously, thank bro. You. Let the people know where they can find you. Yeah, man. You can follow me on Instagram at Holandez, H-O-L-A-N-D-E-Z-2. That's on Instagram. On Facebook is Luis Holandez, L-U-I-S. Last name is O-L-A-N-D-E-Z. And then I have my YouTube channel, The Rigor Rigor Podcast is R-I-G-O-U-R-O-R. And then uh, Vigor is V-I-G-O-R, Rigor or Vigor Podcast. Or you can just find Luis Holandez on YouTube. I'm sure that shit pop out. Absolutely, man. Everybody, please go follow. Um, I've listened to every episode, and I, I love absolutely everything you're doing over there, man. I likewise, I wish you nothing but success, and hopefully we'll get to work together again sometime in the future soon. I'll praise the God, brother. Thank you, man. Absolutely. And, uh this was awesome. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram at uh, Real OTR Podcast and TikTok at On the Run Pod. And we'll see y'all next time for, uh, for a future episode. Deuces. Peace.